0: Let's play. Death ray. Welcome to File Under Entertainment Podcast with Eric and Guest. This week, back again, we have Jake and David from Let's Play Death Ray and Life is Unfair. Welcome in, guys. Yo. Hi. I'm Jake, by the way. I'm David. (laughs) And also, as always, we have super producer Jared, who is taking a more active role
1: i uh, sure. Well, You're supposed to say something instead of just not. Nah, this
0: is the audio podcast you asked. I, I, thought, I thought you had more words to
1: speak out of your face, and I was going to let you do that. But yes, yes, Eric has convinced me that I have to do this co-hosting thing. So my mic is hot mic'd instead of muted like it normally is. But I am here.
0: Well, you always Excellent. have such interesting insights. And uh, yeah. It's good to know. I said, as everyone could probably tell, uh i'm a little under the weather so i already joked before we start that these guys are gonna have to take the reins for providing all of the energy in the show i'm kind of just coasting by uh, i desperately wanted to do the show because it's always enjoyable doing the show with these guys uh but yeah i'm uh on my last legs so <laughs>
2: <laughs> well let's see if we can cut those out <laughs> <laughs> if there's anything we're good at it's making people feel like they need to walk away
0: (laughs) (laughs) or crawl or escape the situation no matter what right (laughs) you
1: need leeches leeches on your testes and you'll be good
2: to go trust me (laughs)
0: Uh, Uh. that doesn't sound enjoyable for anybody not even the leeches
2: some uh 15th century uh, medicine right there
1: oh yeah oh yeah we'll get you a mixture of cocaine some morphine too we'll just mix it all together it's called the one night one night sip because you take a sip and you're done and then Eric, David, or David, Jake, and I can just continue on here. We don't even need you, bud. It's all good.
0: (laughs) Okay. I mean, I'm on board with the first two things, but not, well, no. Cocaine and the morphine, but not the the (laughs) leash. Oh, man. (laughs) Yeah. Rails, were there ever any? So, (laughs) yeah, guys, I already mentioned Let's Play Death Ray and Life is Unfair. But for those people, like those psychopaths that are just starting now at the S episode, uh, give everybody the rundown on what it is that you do and where you're from.
1: That's your cue, Jake.
0: Uh, well, <laughs> not all well, David months. looked
3: like he was about to say something, so I was like waiting for him. And then he I always wait refer-
2: <laughs> this is how we always do it you do the podcast <laughs> stuff, I do the Twitch stuff, yeah. guy.
3: <laughs> and that's our content <laughs> that interaction <laughs> that's right that's there. True. <laughs> ostensibly, Life is Unfair is also a Malcolm the Middle podcast, but it's mostly just us yelling at each other.
2: <laughs> it depends on the episode. We've been agreeing in the last couple. It's weird. Yeah, that's, that's true. <laughs> but uh, yes, you can also find us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Uh Swing on by November 5th and 6th, by the way. We're doing a huge charity event. Uh, so that's going to be awesome. And Mr. Jared.
0: For those that don't know
1: parrot gaming productions is my youtube channel where i'm doing a lot of stat nerdy stuff for the nfl uh i will try to be streaming with let's play death ray on tarkov because i heard that was coming down the pipeline so i'm going to be excited to get back into that and then feathers and friends is my podcast F- file and entertainment is with you i'm on that right now and then <laughs> the evil mark show as always so
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my <God. laughs>
1: I, just, I like that you plugged the show we're on i just have a list that i go down when i talk to people and it's just here's everything you can find me on and fucking all right cool yeah
2: i have to out myself now because i've i've made fun of you and eric now okay. and it's only fair to give you ammunition back I forgot which show we were recording until the music started at the beginning. We've been recording so much with Eric lately. I was like, wait, is this life as unfair? (laughs) And then the music went on and I was like, oh, right. We're on his show this time
0: awesome that's when you know you're doing things right and i i did want to say i listened to you guys uh season five recap and first of all i wanted to say thank you for the awesome things that you said about me i totally feel the same way about you guys about being real life friends not just friends through the show and also i wanted to say fuck you because (laughs) you
4: you (laughs) bastards
0: Decided to then like change your answers just to spite me, which I mean, (laughs) is fair and and it's like imperfect in keeping with the energy that you guys bring. But like, wow, wow, (laughs) that's when you know that we really are friends is because that's the kind of energy that you bring. That's incredible.
2: (laughs) We'll be nice. And then we're going to be dicks. It's like Sour Patch Kids. We're the original Sour Patch
0: Kids. (laughs) I mean, that's what friends are for. If not for that, like, I mean, uh, most of of the time, outsiders should think, like, are you guys even friends at all? Because you're so, like, ripping on each other so frequently. So, exactly. That's great.
3: (laughs) And you should not come for my guy Francis like that.
0: Come on. That was great. So, yeah, anyone that hasn't listened to their show, well, you'll have uh, you got to start from the beginning, obviously. And then once you get through like five seasons, then you'll understand what we're talking about. And by then, <laughs> you'll have completely forgotten this. So, yeah, just don't worry about it. <laughs> All right. But uh, to the task of the day, we are going to be discussing Spoon and Sufyan Stevens. Uh, Sticking with the alphabetical theme, we will start with Spoon. We both did bring six uh, songs to the table this time, as uh, was the audience request based on last time that Jake was here for the Q episode. And Jared also helped out discussing Queen. And so you guys brought six uh, songs then. Wrigley is uh, determined to derail me by continuously jumping in front of me and uh, on me and around me. So yeah, that's kind of where we're at, but all right, six songs a piece uh, starting with Spoon. Uh, this is normally where I would uh, go through like the wiki about, but yeah, rough week and being sick as it's like completely flew right on past that. So anyone that doesn't know about Spoon uh, check them out. <laughs> um, it's <laughs> it's spoon.
2: Anyone not born in the nineties, get fucked, dude. I don't... <laughs> Come on i
1: I don't know who's. Do I need to do this for you, Eric? Do I need to go out to Spoon Band? All right, let's take a look here. As... Yeah.
0: Here we go. I got it. American <laughs> rock band from Austin, Texas, consisting of members Britt Daniel, Jim Eno, Alex Fischel, Gerardo Larios, and Ben Trokin. The band was formed in Austin in October 93 by Daniel and Eno. Critics have described the band's musical style as rock, pop, art rock, and experimental rock. Uh, nice, easy uh, wiki at the, the beginning. And yeah, just uh, a really impressive discography uh just great music top to bottom i feel like i am going to piss off a lot of real spoon fans because i tended to go more towards the uh the early period and not some of the most recent stuff uh which is a lot of really great stuff in there honestly probably could have chosen six songs just off of their debut album uh telefono and Um, Yeah, there's great stuff on everything. I did end up choosing two songs from Telefono. The first one, not the greatest lyrically, but I think it's just uh, like, it's a hell of a banger to start an album. And I figured it would be a great start to our episode here. So I mean, I guess before we get involved, Jake, I know that you also like Spoon. David, I'm not really sure about your um, history with them, I guess. But if you guys want to give a rundown on, on how you were introduced to the band and whatnot. Well,
3: th- this is an interesting episode because my, like, origin for both choices is exactly the same. Because, <laughs> like, Spoon and Suchon Stevens, I both got into, like, at the exact same time for the exact same reason. <laughs> uh, which is, the, like, in high school. Uh, very specifically, uh, in 2006... Uh, where i was like introduced to like uh indie rock and like indie folk and all of that stuff through uh the colbert report uh i very i know very specifically when i got into it because it was uh like a big thing that he got into like a like fake fight with the band the decemberists that like resulted in uh like that that guitarist coming in and like challenging him to a uh uh, uh guitar uh duel <laughs> which he then of course she did like being in like a bunch of like all-star guitarists uh <laughs> but but like because of that i looked like into the decemberists which then led me like down the rabbit hole like through like the rest of high school like most of what i listened to was like indie rock and indie pop stuff uh like spoon and john stevens fair enough
2: which she then immediately introduced me to uh again also the decemberists uh Uh, was my first indie rock uh, and then Sufjan Stevens and then Modest Mouse and then uh, so on and so forth but uh, Spoon little different I actually remember when this album like got popular um, it was a couple years later with my group of friends and the younger generation but like I remember this popping off in like 99 2000 and everyone was listening to Spoon Like, I know every single song on Telefono because everyone listened to Spoon. And I like Spoon, don't get me wrong. But I also realized in preparation for this that I have only heard Telefono.
3: Oh, really? That's funny. (laughs) I have the complete opposite for whatever. Because, like, when when I was going through, like, listening to everything like you usually do, I was like, all right, like, which ones do I already know? And I realized that, like... The only albums I hadn't listened to were their first two, and then their most recent album. <laughs> uh, <all right. laughs> so, like, I actually don't know most of the songs that you chose. Like, surprisingly, <laughs> despite being a big Spoon fan.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was uh, a really interesting thing. Uh, it was 2003 or four, I want to say. I was uh, hanging out with my cousin Wes a lot, and we were going to a lot of concerts in the city. And uh, they played this really intimate show at the Metro in Chicago, which is like this. It's not a tiny venue, but like for a band with the popularity of Spoon that could like probably sell out an arena or whatever. This was an incredibly intimate show. And they did. Almost the entirety of Telefono and then plus some of their other newer stuff at the time. But that's really what I was introduced to. And so then that made me want to go back and and listen to the album so that. I guess by virtue of it being the first one that i saw like that i heard and fell in love with it's just like okay that's still my all-time favorite and Man. like i was saying at the top like they have like almost all of their albums are great or at least have multiple great songs on each but in terms of like an entire album like for me Telefono is it. it's just like magnum opus so I guess, uh, and Jared, I'm assuming you have no familiarity whatsoever with Spoon, right?
1: Well, I mean, I, I think I was first introduced to Spoon when I was like five or something like that. I was kind of young. And then I remember when Spoon became big for me, I was, uh, I was actually sitting in the desert of Nevada when my fork broke. And that's when I realized Spoons <laughs> were kind of important.
0: God damn you. Sorry. I knew that's where you were going. But...
1: Yeah, okay, thank you. Yeah, no, dude, best. I have no idea. You Look, the prep that I do for this show is uh, I get excited by listening to a bunch of my heavy metal, and then I coast on through for the rest of the evening and make sure everything is okay. I... You, missed
2: a, you missed a very important step there.
1: What's the very important step?
2: You also get hopped up on Mountain Dew. Oh, yes, yes.
1: <laughs> I have, uh, I'm about finishing my second voodoo today. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> I just, I I like listening to music for the first time because I feel like if I listen to something and I don't enjoy it, I'm just like, that's all, all of them, all of them are are rated number six. So (laughs) that's, that's why I always, I I go into it fresh because like when I was doing the Metallica episode and I think E as well too, I was like, this is fucking hard. So,
0: (laughs) yeah, yeah. fair enough. So, I mean, I guess jared you can start don't buy the realistic because there's like 10 seconds of nothingness before the music actually kicks in okay. and then um we will just get rolling with that and just it's, it'll be an onslaught from here on out so
1: that's being a good producer right there
0: Yeah, so just a uh, very basic lyrically there, but such a, like a sonic onslaught. Uh, I I feel like I missed a huge opportunity at the beginning to say, come on and take my hand as we listen to Don't Buy the Realist.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: well, you didn't want to repeat the only lyrics. Exactly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was like burying the lead. Uh, but yeah, just such a... Uh, what a start to an album, just like from nothingness, especially like the, the 10 seconds of silence at the end. But then it just the, the slow build, but then the uh, cacophony of sound that uh, and then Brick Daniels delivery just funnily enough, uh, we used to live in a condo before uh, moving to the house here. And we had downstairs neighbors and there was a dude that legit sounded exactly like brick daniel like i've seen huh. interviews with uh with brick daniel with uh you know because obviously people's singing voice differs from their speaking voice yeah but speaking to this dude he sounded exactly like brick daniel and this guy was also a musician well i use the term musician loosely because he used, to, <laughs> he used to smoke pot and then play drums in his garage uh which was like right by you know right below our garage and, uh, yeah, so he would play the... It's like he was trying to perfect this rhythm but could never get it. It was always... <laughs> like ad nauseum for fucking hours on end. It was just so irritating. And then the guy, he was also really quirky he would go out and it'd be like 30 degrees out in 2 30 in the morning and he'd be out there grilling and it's like what the fuck are you doing it's like <laughs> it's below freezing sometimes it would be like snowing and he'd be like grilling at 2 30 in the morning it's like
2: man a man's gotta eat eric <laughs>
0: this guy fuck you. Was I, I feel like
2: you're calling me out
0: <laughs> I, I hated this guy <laughs> because it was always the same thing uh at one point, I was just like at my uh, at my wits' end, and it was like, "Play
5: something else."
0: And then it stopped. And then, like five minutes later, same thing. <laughs> like, what a dick! I could not wait to to get out of that place. And it's like, whether well, you sound like Daniel or not, you are an asshole, and I hate you. <laughs> so that's.
3: <laughs> That is oh, the man. worst part. Like having lived, like both my dad like played guitar, and then my uh, roommate for my first uh, year of college played guitar. That's like the worst part. But having to share like close proximity with a musician is them learning a fucking song will fucking drive you crazy because you you just have to play it over and over. That's how you learn yeah. music. But like, at, unless you're actively doing that, it is the goddamn worst thing in the world. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, but this guy never learned it because it was always the same thing over and over. I mean, I guess he perfected that piece. So, I mean, I, okay, I guess he, he learned that, but nothing else. There was no variation. It was, uh, so irritating because it, it was like a couple of years.
1: First off, <laughs> if you have the correct stroke and rhythm, everything works just fine in the long run. All right. Oh, we're talking about music. Okay. <laughs>
0: I feel like Jared's bringing <laughs> a, a whole different energy to the show. Man.
1: No, but yeah, I've, uh, my brother used to play bass guitar and I fucking, oh my God. I'd like, I love you, Justin, but die. Just please. Let, yeah. Well, dude, it's the same fucking thing. Ad nauseum, right? It, Eric's giving me this look, or David's. God, I'm getting names messed up now. But yeah, I just... Sorry, Justin. I love you, bud, but no, man. Your bass was too much, bud. Your bass was too much.
2: Am I the only person that this doesn't bother?
3: (laughs) Well, David, this is the reason why I, like, exclusively play in my room. Because I know how obnoxious it gets and try
0: to avoid doing
2: that. (laughs) It doesn't bother me at all.
0: uh i defy you to live above someone for a couple of years playing nothing but the same thing over and over and over you know how
2: many siblings i had like recorders violins <laughs> guitar my dad learning the mandolin uh yeah no That's random. I, <laughs> it's random it's <laughs> yeah um <laughs> very uh I have lived with musicians. It doesn't bother me at all. You're special.
0: You're a stronger man than I. Yeah, for yeah. sure. <laughs> I
2: think I'm just really good at tuning shit out. I <laughs> guess.
0: You must be. I I couldn't do it. I was like, this guy is making music miserable for me. Like I that's how far it got. Uh. After
2: about the fourth brunch for me, it's just gone. Like, if I'm not actively <laughs> listening to it, like, it doesn't exist anymore.
1: <laughs> I mean, like, I, I can do that with some sounds and some things, d- dude. But, like, I don't know how you just, like, tune that out. Because, you know, when you hear the doo-doo-doo-doo-doo, like, you know, even some of the most simple bass lines that he would do, I'm like, cool, he's getting, he's great. and and But it's just that repetitive nature where, man, like, Helios, in the morning, he's got this specific raven call that he learned. And about the fifth time he does it, I'm about ready to just be like, dude, I'm going to put you outside,
4: you know?
1: (laughs) So I don't, I don't know how you do it, but my hat is off to you, sir, for being able to handle that. Be very, very dumb.
5: The the key.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Like repetitive noises don't, I, I guess there was enough variation in that. That's what irritated me because if it's like a fan or whatever, it just becomes like white noise to me. Like, My wife will have like like any sound, like she's a super light sleeper. And so, if there's any sound at all, it it will bother her. But if there's like water running or whatever, like that wouldn't bother me. But this, there was enough variation in the (laughs) that it was just like, (laughs) enough, just stop, please. Well, I'm going to. Snap those drumsticks and insert them in your nose.
1: (laughs) Sounds like it was very nefarious.
0: (laughs) That good lead-in. This (laughs) this next song is nefarious, also off of telefono. Again, for the people like the Spoon super fans, my apologies of the six songs that i chose two of them were from telefono one of them was that really basic don't buy the realistic but yeah uh, nefarious another one of if not my favorite song off of telefono let's give it a listen
6: she was smoking up all the cigarettes I put him out in his hands She said that You think this hurts now, kid? Well, just wait till later, man This is fucking torture to me. It's fucking torture
5: Nefarious, nefarious It's enough time to beat ya Oh, nefarious, nefarious And there's nothing I can reach ya
6: What's good? What's not so good? Sometimes it's hard for her to tell And what's good? What's not so good? Sometimes it's hard But when she
5: knows you so well, and when she knows you so well And now your dreams are red and there's a little bit about your other one
6: There's something that wants this much to happen There's no need to be alarmed But I'm not so sure if I wanna get in that car Because I caught you
5: cheating And cock in your chin And now your teeth are all red There's a little bit about you I don't wanna know I there's a little bit about your I don't want.
0: Okay, Nefarious. What you guys think of that one?
2: Oh, I love that song. I always have,
0: Jake. Yeah, yeah,
3: I like it. It's interesting hearing this '90s stuff because it's <laughs> so much more '90s than what I'm used to from Spoon.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> like, there's obviously just like so much grunge influence in both this and the last song that it's just like mostly absent from like the spoon that, that i've mostly listened to which is really interesting I, I i dig in it though
0: they have definitely been one of those bands that have certainly evolved their sound and have gotten modern but still maintaining a level of like you could hear them and be like that spoon like yeah. i i i think that's definitely where they're at jared what did you think about this one
1: she's a dirty cheating rotten whore that's what I got to
0: <laughs> wow.
1: dude, I'm a lyric guy. I heard that. I don't want to get in your car because you're nefarious. I can only assume one thing,
0: sir. Well, it, her teeth are all red, so she could be a vampire. I like to take things like uh very literally, uh, and so <laughs> okay.
2: She's. Sparkles... We went to vampire before yeah. heroin or opium. Like <laughs> that's right. Dude, all right, give yeah, it's, me It's all obviously
3: right. about a vampire. Uh, yeah, I'm obviously. with Eric on this one. That's just, that just makes sense. Wooden stake, nefarious nice. Nosferatu. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> all right,
5: all right.
2: I, it's very clear that you've been missing your Buffy fix this year, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> and, and pass,
1: no. me stakes, pass me wooden
2: stake, sir. Pass me a wooden stake. Listen, it might, I'll tell you what it might be about a vampire. But that vampire is a no-good, dirty, cheating whore, just like Jared <laughs> said. Thank you. Thank you, David. Maybe you're all right. <laughs>
0: yeah. There's could be multiple meanings behind the song. I think it's...
1: <laughs> well, I, ha- I have a question for you guys, then. Okay, let's just say she is a vampire, right? Obviously, she's going outli- to outlive her partner. So if her partner dies, does- is it still considered cheating? Because technically, they never divorce.
2: <laughs> no okay well depends did she kill him to not <laughs> see there's all kinds of technicalities you know all right oh my god
0: you, you can also get further down the spiral of the rabbit hole by saying like is a relationship between a mortal and an undead is that really like honored in the eyes of not only society but you know like i guess marriage is marriage
1: Love is but love is better word.
4: <laughs> I'm not oh, yeah, following. Yeah. I am I, not I, following was
3: this, on this rabbit one. trail.
2: Look,
3: no. There's nothing wrong with dating a vampire. <laughs> Sometimes you date multiple vampires over the course of your show. You know what happens?
2: <laughs> First of all, I was about to say no. And second of all, I am against any sort of predator dating anyone. And I'll leave it there. <laughs>
1: But I mean, is a vampire really a predator if all they're after is turning you into another immortal J- vampire? Yes. But who wouldn't want to be immortal?
0: Have you lived me? In this world?
2: <laughs> I know people. I'm good.
0: All right?
1: All right. I don't, I don't want to have an existential crisis again. We'll move past that.
2: That's, that's good. Yeah, I was going to say, I'll start talking about some things that immediately make people go, oh, never mind. Immortality sucks.
1: Well, I I have a a massive fear of death, and I I went down a little rabbit hole the other night, and I was, yeah, it was a lot of fear and panic set up at 2 a.m., and I was like, well, I have nobody to talk to but myself. Here we go. Let's ride this gravy train.
2: I mean, I was probably awake,
1: but... uh... All right. All right, David. I'll reach out to you next time. I'll reach out to you next time.
2: And
0: I'll give you the number to the guy because uh, I'm sure he was probably outside grilling at that time, so he probably would have taken the call. So. Talk to him as well, too. Whoever will listen.
1: Whoever will listen. That's right.
0: He's like, Jared, I got something to cheer you up. <laughs>
2: oh. I, I do like uh, to get back on track for just a second. I do like that it Feels like the bass line from the first song just sort of continues into this song mm-hmm. which was an excellent choice I don't know if you did that on purpose but
0: I did not it I mean there there was like I, I forget what the song even is just because I, I typically just listen to that album in its entirety because right. it's like a lot of like uh shorter songs but there is a direct link in from don't buy the realistic into the next song but I mean it does have a continuous uh theme like the, the yeah. sound is is very similar so we're going in a little bit different direction for this next one it's still uh 90s i believe because this is from the soft effects ep this next one is waiting for the kid to come out
2: uh this i believe was actually 2006 by the way is it uh
3: is it really yeah. no it's from like fairly early 90s soft effects they may have been re-released. If you're looking at the Spotify dates,
0: those
2: are re-release dates. Oh, I'm not. I'm not looking at Spotify now. But uh, yeah, yeah it is... may have been. It may have been re-released.
0: I thought Soft Effects was '99. '97. '97. According yeah. to Spotify.
1: All right. All right. Are we gonna wait for the kids? Then we we good?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Let's wait for the kid to come out. Here we go.
6: lounge. No one's afraid to laugh. I say, come on, man. Let me break your back. Dancer. Talk about the methylene. What's on tap? What else you come
4: here for? What else could this be about?
5: about I don't find it out what this is about yeah
6: can hold this is like being alive
5: I don't know.
1: This guy's really do you hard think? to do the stop start stuff. Like I'm always afraid I'm gonna hit the button at the wrong time, and I'm just gonna play into the next one. <laughs> yeah, I don't I like this fair. one. Like his music is really really good. Like this this was I love that song, but the the stop start no buenos. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's fair enough. Well, Jared, are you compiling your list as well? Because you know now if you're taking an active role, you gotta okay.
1: What I gotta just... work no. <laughs> yeah yeah I, I, i'm 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 actively compiling good sir okay i'm, I'm working i i was told i'm official i'm officially part of the file entertainment i'll be waiting for my swag bag but here we go i'm with it i'm with it for the ride
0: <laughs> all right <laughs> so what do you guys think of this one
5: uh it,
3: it's, it's interesting it, it is definitely a lot more like experimental than the first two you can definitely like see them starting to like branch out, especially with like that guitar. It's like very different. I am noticing like just with my knowledge of the band and this early stuff, it does seem like the bass line is like the consistent sound that kind of yeah. keeps it all together, which is interesting. But uh, that that guitar is, it's really interesting listening to that after those first two.
2: Yeah, <laughs> it's I I like this because it's it's very not grunge right like, it, it, with with specifically the guitar and i like i i like the the differentiation and i think like you said because the bass line seems so similar to what you're used to hearing that it doesn't feel like when you know okay a band that uh i know irritated the hell out of me when i was younger um because every album sounded different was uh panic at the disco um cuz every time they wanted to do something different the entirety of their sound changed mm-hmm. um which now as i'm older i actually kind of appreciate but uh like it it didn't feel that way when i was younger with spoon and so i was able to still like oh okay this is kind of cool it's just different
0: yeah listening to like the entirety of their arc to try to cultivate the songs certainly there's a lot of disparate sounding stuff. And I did try to uh, come up with the playlist that had some different sounds, which is kind of funny, considering that I mostly focused on the earlier stuff and kind of abandoned the the later stuff. But I still think you get a lot of different sounding stuff, even within their first releases, which is interesting. I I like that uh, a band can evolve in that manner and that they could be completely different from one album to the next or even one song to the next and uh i really appreciate that about this band and i really like that one i like when they do experimental stuff like that and when they even over the course of a like a three and a half minute song like just just try different things Uh, yeah yeah it's really
1: did they use a practice drum in the background at the end there was that what that was no, did nobody else pick up on that where it sounded like it sounded like they were using a the really hat the it, it sounded like a very hard drum or is like that or am i maybe no maybe I don't know.
3: it's
2: possible i didn't pick <laughs> up on that okay uh, all
3: right let's listen to it again
1: uh, okay, right? okay that's right play it
2: back
1: <laughs> yeah no i just um, I, I was like really is that like a practice drum that's proud kind of cool
0: <laughs> okay, so Jared and I have both made uh, drum mouth sounds. So Jake, David, you guys also have to uh, contribute with um, <laughs> mouth drums.
1: Not everybody go first. They're not going to do Hang on.
2: Hang on. There you go. Hang on. Hang on. Damn it! I can't make it work. I was gonna hit a button on my soundboard and play it through, but it won't. It won't work. Um, Wow! (laughs)
3: Wow! Trying to hack in podcasts now. It's bad enough you already do it in games. I mean, I do not,
2: (laughs) dude. You got to be careful with that. You can get me canceled for that shit. Good. They believe anyone's hacking anymore. Jeez.
0: That suspect Mario Olympics. (laughs) I I wasn't right. That
2: because I have a lot of asterisks next to your record, David. Jake had. Only because you're a sore loser. Also, Jake has to win at the next Mario Olympics. I need him to be able to go watch Wakanda forever with me, <laughs> <laughs> little fucker. Anyway, so
0: I feel like he's going to be throwing. So he's he's now admitting this, Jake. He's admitting that he's going to throw these games now. So,
3: <laughs> now nah, yeah, his loss will have an asterisk next to it as well. Because
4: wins <laughs> and his losses, asterisks everywhere. <laughs>
2: I hate you
0: guys. <laughs> well, we love you, David.
2: <laughs> Maybe a little less. That'd be great.
1: <laughs> I, as, as as Sarah sometimes put it, I purple heart you, David. I purple heart you. <laughs>
2: purple That's heart? what you give people who get shot in the <laughs> exactly. line. Of, well, all, right, all right, all right.
1: It. I don't know. I don't know. It's just one day she, uh, cause that's like, she doesn't show much emotion or, or much like she's not very touchy feely. Like she is the coldest accountant I've ever met. Like it's kind of insane. Uh, yeah. <laughs> What's the air quotes?
0: No, 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 not, not, no, 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 not,
2: no, no, not the (laughs) fuck. Uh, Okay, Uh, I forgot that that means sex worker. Now I'm used to. uh, I hear accountant and I think of assassin not only uh, fans oh, <laughs> oh, oh no, this, the air quotes
0: i thought that's where you were going no. with that and i was like that's no that's not what she does he's like
2: she's a stone-cold assassin i mean accountant <laughs>
0: no like she's she's actually like an
1: accountant like dude she'll tell me all about the stuff at work and i'm like babe i don't understand a fucking word you're saying
2: at all yeah it's because the CIA trained her to do double speak. <laughs> I know,
4: right?
1: Like, <laughs> yeah, but it's it's just kind of funny because like the way that she uh, shows emotion and stuff. Like when I first asked her out, she was like, "Yeah, sure, why not?" I was like, "That's all you got? That's it?" And then I drove away, and I got like a flurry of text messages, and I was like, "Oh, so now you're excited?" But yeah, that's like how she shows me emotion. She's like, "Oh, here's a purple heart. I'm feeling a green heart today," but it's it's not. It's, it's there, but it's not quite there. So,
0: Jared, you want a nice test to see if she really does have CIA ties? No. Get get her to run on a treadmill and then start throwing firecrackers at her. See how well she does. <laughs> That's true. Bro,
1: <laughs> oh my I don't. God. I don't. I I I'm, an, I'm an, She probably is. I'm enough watch lists as it is already. So, <laughs> I've got both anarchist cookbooks and everything. So they they already know my name and address and stuff. Jesus. <laughs> Dude, I was doing flyaways, and I could have landed in the middle of the desert with nothing but a book or two. Fuck off, David. (laughs) (laughs) Everything hits at once, all
0: right?
4: Everything hits at once. Wow,
0: it sure does. (laughs) Let's hear that song. Oh, I love it.
7: last one still stinging back on my mind i feel that phone ringing and there
5: i am no way back from this everything hits at once what we need is just what we want
0: Okay, everything hits it once. What'd you guys think? Well, that's
3: the spoon that I'm used to. <laughs> that's my spoon, Eric. <laughs> <All right>. <laughs> <laughs>
2: nice. ah, I love this song. Uh, it is not the spoon I'm used to, but uh, that that was great. I'm also, I mean, I've discussed it on the show before, but I'm a sucker for a song that tells a good story, so. Yeah
0: see so this is early 2000 spoon jake so i mean like just because that's the threshold for you like once it hit into 2000 that's the spoon that you're familiar with
3: Uh, i think almost exactly yes Okay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) i think this is the oldest album that i've listened to all right yeah this is girls can tell that's from 2001 so yeah
1: dude this was a groovy track like yeah, we were yeah. we were all a jamming, and it was <laughs> it was it was prevalent. Like that's that's a song I could listen to on repeat for some time.
0: I had already written down my rankings, and then listening to it again as it was actively gone, I'm like, this needs to bump up a spot. So, yeah.
2: Uh, having listened to this song, it actually changed in in placement because, like, I, I pre rank them and then as i listen to them on the show i i change it especially for ones like this where this is my first time hearing this song and it's fucking cool <laughs> <laughs> uh i love it and i i also like to see because like i'm used to very simplistic spoon and you can really see his writing mm-hmm. getting much better as they go on um and you see that to see that continue to unfold I'm interested to see if I'll like the uh, next couple as, as much or more since I know they are also later songs
0: yeah okay so this next one is advanced cassette that's from a series of sneaks and that one is from 2000 so uh, I'm guessing this is another one that Jake well you probably heard I, I have not you've not heard it at all? I, nope okay this Uh, is the cutoff line (laughs)
3: 2001 i'm there 2000 never heard it
0: well just in your normal listening because i thought that normally for this or maybe because i got it to you guys so late you didn't have a chance to uh listen to or you said you listened to everything except for those songs right so that means you've never heard this song so this will be a first for you yeah this will be a first so
3: first three was also my first time hearing
0: wow okay
2: this uh first for me as well
0: great okay well so in in, is the same to be said for paper tiger as well
2: yeah paper tiger
0: i know okay i do not but all right so and jared we know this is going to be a first for him so let's get into it this is advanced cassette
6: getting caught made me think it over and it told me that you're never coming back here again We've been doing things the same way For so long that it took me back But I don't think I'll ever hear that sad song
5: again
6: their faces when they pass you you've been dropped off on the Texas hallway I've been out here now for so long that I'm not sure how you wound me so tight I'm afraid I won't ever hear that sad song again
5: so don't tell me
0: OK,
1: oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. we still got 10 seconds left.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got the outro silence, sir. <laughs> uh, uh, all right. All right.
1: I'll stop it with three seconds short. Whatever.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so. First timers. How was it?
1: Ma- ma'am. I'm ma'am. Uh, oh, sorry, Jake.
0: No, go ahead.
4: I
1: was, I was going to say, ma'am, you got a drum circle in your backyard. A drum circle in your backyard <laughs> Thank you David for being the... Jake do you get it too? Does Eric not get it? I don't get it So okay so Cartman in South Park at one point in time was pretending to be a uh, an exterminator for hippies and hippies started to invade South Park and they had a massive Janband festival. And Cartman was going around to people's uh, places, and he'd find a hippie in somebody's attic, and he'd he's like <laughs> knocking on a door, and he'd like, oh yeah, and then like a hippie fell out, he was like, whoa man, how'd I get here? He's like, ah, fuck off, and he'd spray him with a fire extinguisher. And, yeah, it, it it's it's so you, a lot funny. You funger. think that was a
0: hippie song?
1: Yeah, it felt like it. it felt it felt okay. a little jam bandy.
2: I did not get that at all, right. but uh, right. I yeah. did enjoy it.
4: Good.
3: Yeah, it's weird because, like, the, the chorus gives me, like, big, like, Weezer, but, like, energy <laughs> is know. really what it sounds like. But but then the verse, like, it, it's just, like, the, the guitar is, like, so weird and distorted <laughs> and, like, off-tune.
2: Yeah. It's <laughs> like if Weezer
3: was interesting.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 oh. <laughs> That's ah. amazing. I know what episode Jake needs to come back
1: for.
2: Fucking <laughs> shade,
0: son. Oh my god. That's hilarious. <laughs> wow. Oh. Uh yeah, that's part of the reason well, all those things that you said were why I love that song so much is because it does it's such a slow delivery, but it is so weird sonically and musically. It's uh and just like the metaphor of comparing himself to a cassette tape. It's just I, I love it. I just to me, like David was saying in the last song, this one just shows his lyric ability and Bert Daniels uh, just growth as a musician and a creative mind. And yeah, it's slower, I, I think, than probably what is normal for, for Spoon. But just like it's almost like a ballad, I guess. And so I, I just absolutely love that
2: the vocal delivery is also very well done yeah because
0: it it feels like more it's almost more spoken word like obviously he's singing but it's certainly differently than than he normally delivers this next one i don't want to say too much about it uh yeah i guess i'll just save all the comments for after we hear it let's give a listen to the last song in the docket paper tiger
7: Never hold you back and I won't force my will I will no longer do the devil's wishes something I read on a dollar bill a paper tiger can tell you where he stands we'll go back tonight the way that we came I'm not dumb just wanna hold your hands all right We'll kick out some doors together Stay out till morning, sharp as knives But do what will get you, it will not protect you But I will be there with you when you turn out the light So I will be there with you when you turn out the light But I will be there with you when you turn out the light
0: that is paper tiger and i think david's shaking his head um that <laughs> a little too <laughs> weird for you i think that's one that um suffers a little bit by not having enough lyrics uh, i think sonically musically it's really interesting but i think we're like the strongest part of it that i like about it is the lyric writing and i feel like there's not enough of them but i don't know what did you guys think about it
4: felt like a ticking clock <laughs> <Bear>. <laughs> I, I mean it, it
1: didn't it, it didn't feel like a paper tiger it, it felt very ticky tacky like i was listening to somebody uh having a song with a clock I'm, I'm not gonna bash him for it but yeah
2: Uh, that song triggered like anxiety in me Uh that song feels the way walking through a big city feels for me like did not enjoy that Um, I appreciate what they were trying to do did not feel good for me that it was too busy too like (laughs) which is insane because I love busy stuff a lot of the times but something about the way those sounds work together like i felt the hair on the back of my neck stand up i uh it's i'm sure it's a perfectly fine song but i cannot handle that
1: i think it found a new rating in my book
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I will give a little bit of insight as to why Well, first of all, I selected the song to finish with because there's the lyric in there about holding your hand. And I figured we started with holding your hand in Don't Buy the Realistic. And I figured we would end with holding your hand in Paper Tiger. Another reason that the song is so high on the list for me is because I wasn't very familiar with Spoon going into that concert that I saw with my cousin Wes. And um, there was... So at the at towards the end of the chorus, where they said I I I will be there with you when you turn out the light, there was two gentlemen there that were a couple that were singing that back and forth to each other, and at the end of it they kissed, and I thought that was a beautiful moment. And then that moment was completely sullied by a bunch of dude bros that tried to then surround them and harass them. Me and my cousin Wes stepped in, and Bert Daniel, to his credit, stopped write that song abruptly and said get those fucking assholes out of here we don't want any thing like that if you don't if if you can't appreciate that love is love and be a part of this thing and just let people exist then we don't want you as as fans of this band and they were removed from the metro and that was just a beautiful moment and Mm -hmm. i I just had the ultimate respect for Britt daniel and spoon as a band after that and this became one of my all-time favorite songs
2: you had a story like that, and you had to choose with a poll to talk about this band. What is wrong with you, dude? I that is amazing. A, I would have had a whole episode dedicated to that. Are you kidding me? Right, like f- this motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> that makes sense, and that—that's cool. I still can't. Mm. Like I'm still actively mentally trying to get myself in a better headspace after listening to that i get it
0: the, the song is the song like you didn't experience the same thing that i did like maybe if i hadn't had that interaction maybe i would think differently about it too but it was just like it's. it was such a a perfect encapsulation of like the beauty to the horror to then the okay. the beauty again and it was just like i whenever i hear that song i, I just i am taken back to that moment and it's just uh it's special. So. That
2: makes sense, and now I feel like an asshole for not liking. it. <laughs> so
0: now now you're making me feel like an asshole for not just like, oh yes, spoon and definitely spoon and nothing but spoon, so I can tell the story.
1: <laughs> I, I have, I have a question, Eric. Was it, yes, was sir. it like, because you you know, like when you're watching something in public, right? And it's like a, a, it's like a train wreck about to be headed somewhere where you just can't take your eyes off of it. But was it one of those moments where it was almost like this is a music video in real life? And I am 100% invested in this moment right now. Were you they were in- literally
0: standing right next to us. They were oh. like, th- these guys were right next to us. And so it's like oh when they started singing, initially when they started singing to each other, they were drowning out Brit Daniel. And so I'm like, well, this is fucking annoying. Like who are these assholes? But then they're like, <laughs> they embraced and they kissed. And then like immediately, like they started being surrounded. And like me and Wes are like, hey, like back off. Like what, what the fuck? And then, you know, right then, you know, Britt Daniel stopped it and it's just like, it all happened incredibly fast, but so that's another layer—just like annoyance to beauty to like horror. To, so,
1: see, I guess that's the difference between you and my constants and yours. Because when I saw Metallica, I was literally screaming for "Whom the Bell Tolls," and my buddy had no idea what was going on until like we looked at each <laughs> other and we're like screaming at each other so all right maybe we have two different <laughs> concert ideas but yeah that is that is gorgeous though like that that would have been of an ideal moment in time just to see that embrace and been like i would have i would have paid lots of monies to see that 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 would have been it awesome. was special i could
0: yeah. have done without the you know the dude bro assholery oh, yeah. afterwards <laughs> but i mean that's the fucking world that we live in and it's a shame that's that's but awesome sauce. That's awesome I sauce. I was really happy to see that you know Rick Daniel used his platform for good and you know got them kicked out and hopefully those guys you know found a band that is more supportive of their you know. Bad horse. Nugent. <laughs> <laughs> <product>? I would. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Uh, it's well, funny that you, like, immediately went there.
2: <laughs> I, I was going to say Tim McGraw, but... Which is <laughs> not fair, but... It's country, so kind of.
3: <laughs> I was really excited to see this song on your list. Like, it, it's a song that I like. I have a similar reaction to David. Like, it also, like, you know, sends the hairs up on my neck, but in a good way. But, okay. but like... I I just uh, I was very happy to see like one of their weirder songs, their more experimental songs, on there. But because like the a lot of their like big hits are like much more like sort of popy st- stuff. Like I Turn my camera on is very yeah. like
4: yeah. radio
3: friendly. Like, I really like that song, but it's like very conventional. Right. Uh, it is. And then you have like just weird shit like this that they also put out. And I've re- always really liked that they're capable of doing both well absolutely
2: yeah they're very I, talented
0: as I always try to do I try to give a nice mixture for someone that's never heard the band before like this is kind of what you can expect from all respects you know like the slower more ballad-y, radio friendly songs to the like weirder more experimental stuff so I feel like if I can lead someone to seeking more out of uh, an artist then I've done what i set out to do so you guys have anything more to say about spoon or should we move on into your choice
3: well not spoon rules
2: yeah great man good
3: choice good choice people who voted in the polls thank you for not voting for Skinner. That right, uh, Eric, Eric can cover that with Mark. That's fine. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Listen, I, I'm not uh, as against Skid Row as Jake, but boy, when I saw Spoon or Skid Row, I went, hmm. <laughs>
0: it's an easy choice, right?
3: Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I'm also fine with Skid Row as far as as far as that genre of music goes. They're one of the better. ones but uh, definitely much less my fane than Spoon.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: I love that perfect lull that you guys had there. <laughs> that that helped me because uh, I know that the Eric curse can sometimes be real so I prepped for it. I found that natural lull. So part one is complete and we are now on recording part two so if part one is done out of the books we don't have to re-record. So
4: <laughs> Cool.
2: <laughs> C- Congratulations Super Producer Jake. I know. I just wanted to pat myself on the back. So, but I
1: I feel like oh, sorry. If we had
0: to re-record that, you would have been done doing it through a Ouija board because I would be deceased. I think so. So,
1: I've I've been staring at this name for the last like. 45 minutes here or so. <laughs> and uh i was trying to because eric was like oh yeah you, you got your picks," and i was like all right so I, I i wrote down my picks real fast on my notepad on my phone and and my iphone was like no 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 oh you mean this guy and i was like how do you it's misspelled but you so who in the hell is Sufyan stevens or is that hey that? you said it right ah
3: well done very good <laughs> Uh, Well, Sufjan Stevens is a singer, songwriter, and multi-instrumentalist. He's had his solo career going uh, since 1999. Before that, he was in a folk band and a garage band in like the mid-90s while he was in college. Uh, Then as he was graduating college, he started his solo career Uh, like I said, in 1999. Since then, he has released 12 studio albums, a documentary soundtrack, a ballet, two Christmas albums, Uh, and recently, like fairly recently, the most notable thing is he uh, wrote a few original songs for Call Me By Your Name, uh, which he won an Oscar for one of those songs. Yeah. Uh, But he is mostly associated with, with sort of the indie rock, indie folk stuff that he has done. But, uh, and, which is what we focused on uh, very much so. Yes. But, man, he has an insane range of music.
2: That's for I'm, sure. a, I'm an active fan of this man. Like, I listen to his music probably at least once a week. He had four albums I didn't know came out.
0: <laughs> four. <laughs> but still not enough dedication. He was doing that 50 States project, which, God, like, where, when's he going to finish that?
2: Listen, on. <laughs> listen, he finishes none of his projects, okay? He is not a completionist. He's a guy who buys every video game and plays them all, masters them, and then never touches it again, okay? He does that, but with music. This man, <laughs> my introduction to him was him playing a show with 21 instruments. Wow! What? He played 21 instruments for this show, including this one-man band rig up And the other instruments that he couldn't put on the one man band. (laughs) Um, The dude is probably the most talented musician I have ever seen. I don't know that there's an instrument he doesn't play.
1: Sounds a little bit like Xavier Rude foreshadowing. (laughs) (laughs) What, what is this 50 states thing? I'm I'm very invested so, to see it fail now.
3: <laughs> his his third album was Michigan, which he like, when he put it out he claimed it was the start of, he was going to do like an album for every state. Uh, then like he put out another album after that that wasn't related. Then after that, like one of his biggest albums was Illinois and everyone was like, yeah, he's going to do this 50 states thing. Uh, and then after that uh, second one, he never went back to it. And has like, admitted now, he was like, yeah, that was like half joke, half publicity stuff. I didn't think people were going to actually like hold me to putting out fifty albums based on states. I did the two of the states that I grew up in. That's like all I ever intended to do. Well, and,
2: <laughs> and then he he kind of did a third,
3: kind of. K- but it's k- it's cause weird. He,
2: it is because he did a because he also grew up uh, for a portion of time in Oregon. Um, I think he was there like five years of his youth, or five or ten. It was a small amount of time compared to the other states, but he spent time in Oregon. And one of the uh, albums that has my favorite songs he's ever done um, are it, it is about his time in Oregon. So, well,
3: it, it's about specifically it's about his relationship with his mother, who lived Correct. in Oregon, because like and... his mother like left him when he was young. So it's like coincidentally in other like states like based album but but it's really about like his his, uh father-in-law and his mother who had passed away as like the inspiration for the album Uh, by the way most of these songs are going to be very depressing
2: yeah (laughs) yeah, these these are going to be some sad songs because we also the the picking of a song for this so hard my whittled down list was what 10 15 songs yeah like it's a tough one. When
3: I made my initial list. There were two albums where literally every song from the album like made my initial list. Yeah. <laughs> my
0: so how did you guys come to get to these six then? You just you compiled your list and then you looked for the crossovers or
3: yeah, which consisted of one song. Yeah, there was only, only one? one. There one was only song? one crossover
2: between our lists. Yeah. Well, shit. I
3: I had welded mine down to what, what I usually do, which is one song per album, is what I tried to do, and then we compared. And then, uh, yeah, for, from like there we like, per album. Yeah. Uh,
2: and then basically, finally, it got to the point where we were like, "All right, so we agree on one song. Cool. So we're definitely doing that one," and then. I couldn't decide so I just told Jake I was like just pick and I'll go with it like this is my favorite song this is the song we agree on just pick for the other four because there wasn't a single song on the list that I was like no that's a bad song
0: okay well do you guys want to tell us off the top which was the one that you agreed on or we're gonna get to it when we go through the songs organically
2: I think we'll get there because I'm okay. definitely going to talk about that song. All yeah. right.
0: So we start off with A Good Man Is Hard To Find. Do you have any notes leading into this one? or? Yeah.
3: So uh, this is from uh, the album Seven Swans, which came out in 2004. Uh, right, that's the one that came after Michigan. Uh, and like the success of Michigan and then this album is like what made him like make this his full-time job. Uh, it's, it's like what made him quit his day job and start like touring full-time and being, like, a professional musician. Uh, And this song, in particular, uh, is one of my favorites because it's also based on one of my all-time favorite short stories by Flannery O'Connor, which in turn is named after and based on an Eddie Green song, uh, which is a blues song from the 20s. So it's, like, this weird, like, cyclical thing where uh, there's a short story based on a line from a song that then inspired a song based on the short story.
0: (laughs) That's awesome.
3: (laughs) And uh, like just a very like brief summary of what the short story is about because it's like relevant to the song. It's about like a family on a road trip in the South. Uh, Like every Flannery O'Connor story, it's about like racism (laughs) in the South and like the, the like pining for the glory days of the South. That was like her whole deal. Uh, and they get into a car wreck and end up getting murdered uh, by an escaped serial killer and a couple other convicts. Uh, And, like, as he is about to murder the, like, grandma, who's the protagonist of the story, she has, like, a legitimate, like, religious revelation, uh, sort of focusing on, uh, like, uh, everyone being sinners and, uh, like, all of that kind of thing. And this song is, uh, from the perspective of the serial killer her, who murders her, sort of doing the same thing as he's killing her.
0: <laughs> a real feel-good story, is what you're saying?
3: Uh, yeah, this is one of the, the happier ones, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: there's, there's a lot of religious iconography throughout Sufjan Stevens' stuff. Um, enough so that I've had friends who actually thought that he was a Christian artist at first. Um and I don't know enough about him personally. Like he might be a Christian who is a musician, but he's yes, not he is. okay. Um, there's a lot of religious iconography, but it's not just like Christian iconography, he has a lot of other imagery as you go through his stuff, so it's really interesting and I love it.
0: All right, I guess without further ado, let's let's
2: we're let's play death ran we're here to get make you sad and think about death and stuff
0: <laughs> <laughs> i mean it is right there in the name <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a little on the nose
2: david a little on yeah, the nose. i know right <laughs> uh...
1: i mean i didn't get serial killer vibes from that but like it definitely sounded like a man who was sad at who he had, who he'd become and and where he was going and I don't want to be here anymore.
3: (laughs) Well, bad news, Jared. I wasn't joking when I said this is one of the more upbeat songs.
2: He's not wrong, dude. We're going to take... I wasn't lying when I said we're here to make you get sad and think about death and stuff.
0: Because you know what? There's another serial killer song coming up right now.
2: There sure is. In fact, we're going to talk about... So this song, I don't know about Jake, but I love this song, always have, because... Uh when I first found Sufjan Stevens I was still in college um and the serial killer that we're about to talk about was actually one that I studied um and it's John Wayne Gacy Jr. um and to hear his story told with the haunting melodies that he uses and the the way his voice sounds it's so like, I don't know. After reading about it and watching like all the true crime stuff and whatnot, where it's all very matter of fact and everyone sounds like this because we're gonna force our voices. Um, it, and then you go to hear this, this makes it feel, I don't know, it made it feel more human to me. Um, and it, I, I think, allowed me to remove that sort of detachment that you put in place when you study these people so that you don't go fucking nuts. Um, And it made me have a greater appreciation for what I was studying and what we were discussing um, and definitely changed the way that I approached talking about this in class. Um, So yeah, this, this song has stuck with me and always will.
3: It is interesting that, uh, like, just through through happenstance, these are just, like, in release order. But, uh, like, we, we start with these two songs that we chose separately yeah. uh, that are both to some degree about, like, humanizing and to some degree relating to
0: serial killers. <laughs> <laughs> and now you, too, can be placed on a watch list. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs>
2: i was already on those lists (laughs) (laughs) all right so i guess
0: without further ado let's get into john wayne gacy jr
1: Shit.
2: (laughs) (laughs) The appropriate response. (laughs) Dude. I love this song so much and and that idea of the it's kind of the George Romero type of deal of the the monster inside us. Um and uh, I I still oh I love this song. Yeah. I mean John Wayne Gacy Jr. was dark as shit
0: i also have a story for this one so there, uh lady that i worked with she was kind of like my work mom um her boy well her i guess it was essentially like her common law husband because they mm-hmm. never officially got married but they lived together like cohabitated for whatever so he was like common law i don't know if i want to say his, oh man eh, because he's got a pretty it, unique name
2: yeah i wouldn't yeah
0: <laughs> don't say it all right All right. Um, Give his name and address. (laughs) 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 I actually, I have it. Eric, I don't want to have it. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to give his name nor his address. But he actually had a run-in because he was around, he was teenaged age at the time that John Wayne Gacy was active. And like part of his way of recruiting got, well, not recruiting, but, you know, like getting his victims was uh, ostensibly hiring them for like contracting gigs and he would go to like bus stops or he would go to try to pick people up that were like walking Well this yep. guy I almost like just said his name because this guy was uh, walking home from a friend's house going to the bus stop and John Wayne Gacy um, asked him if he needed a lift and this guy seriously thought about it for a second and then kind of just felt like the, the spidey sense was tingling and uh declined to to get in the car and that obviously saved his life because he would have ended yeah. up he would have ended up as one of the victims under the floorboards and uh quite dark. Also there's a uh um an arcade that's local to me that has two original pieces of art by Pogo the Clown, which was the alter ego of John yep. Gacy. And it's um it's quite disturbing. Like even just looking at the like the rudimentary art, you can feel like just that like the bad vibes and the bad juju just coming from
2: that art. Have you ever watched the police interviews with this dude? Yeah, dude. Yeah. The the most you've got on me is operating a mortuary without a license. I'm sorry, what?
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> it just.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: He, he Listen, like... when
2: you make Dahmer kind of seem chill like <laughs> there's way like i'm sorry and i know everyone's big on dahmer right now because the documentary came out but dude john wayne gacy jr was way more of a stone cold psychopath in interviews than dahmer okay. even for
0: sure oh. yeah just absolutely just no remorse and just oh. yeah i mean sometimes like I- I don't know I don't know how to, to feel about it because I'm super interested in the Jack the Ripper case and it's almost kind of to the point where he's because he got away with it for so long he's almost like elevated to cult hero and Man. there's also kind of like with like uh, Dexter like he was the anti hero like he was a serial killer but he was killing other serial killers spoiler alert for a TV show that's been <laughs> over for 20 yeah, years.
5: Yeah,
0: um, Dexter's lab got weird in the later <laughs> days, I didn't realize <laughs> oh my god I almost <laughs>
2: spit
0: oh my, oh my god can you imagine <laughs> but so it's like Dexter became like the anti-hero so there's almost like a level of like where and then like even the whole thing about like Bundy where they were having was it Zach Efron or whatever it's like they,
4: mm-hmm.
0: they they have like an attractive person Whoa. play like a more attractive version to almost like human it's just like well, just, it's
2: it's uh, because we're it's we we're fascinated with the macabre and the strange. I mean, there's always that branch of humanity that wants to delve into. I mean, I in my personal opinion, I think it's the same part of the brain that made us want to originally go. Oh, Bill just died. We should cut him open and see what happened. <laughs> um, it, there's a part of that that I think is a natural part of human existence um and when you have entertainment media and access to all of this information and as things become you know public record and stuff I think it's only natural that people who are interested in those things are gonna are gonna flock to that um and as for the casting them as more attractive versions of them I I think it's exactly what you're talking about I think it's to make sales um you know when you have something like Dahmer you can show the darkness in that because the whole point of that and everything that they're going for is the shock factor. When you're trying to reel people in, especially at a time where it hasn't quite become uh, as socially normal for a bunch of, you know, people to sit around drinking wine, listening to stories about cannibals, you have to give them something that makes them not feel as, uncomfortable as the real thing
0: yeah well it's like the point that i was going to make about dexter was um like even because they even tried to explain it away with uh you know he had a traumatic childhood event and he had this dark passenger now you know quote unquote and but it even showed him like even at his most degrading he still could experience love like he still loved his sister and he still loved his son and he still had at least some level of love for his wife. And even though he showed it in different ways and it just goes to kind of further your point, like what you are saying about like Gacy, like he had a wife and a family and the neighbors did love him. Like he was, he would dress up as a clown. Like he was like this gregarious kind of guy, but all of it was an act. Like he was just this monster that was cosplaying as a human and doing it just so great like i mean like and he should have won an oscar for for how well he was able to just fool everybody because there's some people that you can tell are just kind of off and you're wondering it's just like yeah i don't know about this person but like him he would have had you probably completely fooled because
2: oh yeah i i've never had the opportunity to interview someone as messed up as gacy um but i have met the boxcar killer which if you don't know who that is you should look him up because that man's a psychopath um and i have interviewed uh actual psychopaths uh only once but uh uh the people who think they want that feeling only want it because they don't understand what it actually is um there is no filter there is no remorse there is no humanity when they're describing what they did uh
1: david i'm going to have to get with you later on that that's a Feathers and friends episode right there sir
2: <laughs> i can't right? talk about most of it man <laughs> ah. uh it would it would violate cuz i'm i'm still employed doing that stuff man well, just, um, I got
1: some voice changer mods. It's all good. I got some. Voice- <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's it's, um, it's funny how you guys were talking about like how we would just stroll through and like pick people up, right? I was actually at the University of Wisconsin Stevens Point when I attended university there for a little bit, and I had a 1977 F250, like this, like jalopy, in like 2012. I want to say is is when I went there. And it was funny because this little girl in a super mini skirt, like one of those pogo dancers mini skirts, and she's got this tiny little jacket on and she's freezing and it had dropped to like 30 degrees. I was like, hey, it's really cold outside. Do you want me to give you a lift? And I didn't realize how psychopathic I looked, but I was like, it's cold. You're obviously freezing. Let me give you a lift to your place. I'm just a normal veteran out trying to do my thing where I'm just trying to be nice to people. And then I gotten super into serial killers and stuff and i'm like wow i seemed really creepy didn't i <laughs> you know I just roll up to some girl in some beat up piece of shit truck
3: just say hey well, you that's, want a
0: lift that's a shame though because you were trying to be like gregarious and actually you know do something that was nice and yeah a, a lot of people that do like still believe in humanity would take advantage of that and be like sure and then they end up with the serial killer and it's just like uh uh it's just
2: it's a shame
1: yeah i, I it's getting
0: dark boys <laughs> <laughs> it sure
2: is no, we let's... haven't even begun uh, this is only number don't two. worry it's gonna get worse <laughs> yep we're gonna go we're gonna dial the knob from macabre to sad <laughs>
0: This next one is also from the Illinois album. It's just like, a, this is a name that's very familiar to me, but I, I don't know that he's got any kind of uh, acknowledgement anywhere else. Are you guys familiar with Kasmer Klasky? Okay, yep. you are? All right. Well, just because of this song or just... Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, I uh, thought well, this was an Illinois thing, so... <laughs> I mean,
3: uh, I know about the holiday because of this song, but, but uh, I, I did study... History for for like
0: my degrees, so That's I I, I
3: am aware of Casimir Pulaski as a uh, historical figure
0: as well. Okay, I thought it was just an Illinois thing, but I guess it's an Illinois thing and a historian thing. So. Yeah,
3: well, and when when I was in college, there was actually like big historical Casimir Pulaski news. Weirdly, uh, because <laughs> that, I I was in college when they like uh like found his body, which had been mm. like missing for a long time. Uh, and that led them to, like, examining the bones and stuff, which then, in turn, uh, led to the revelation that Kazmier was probably either, uh, trans or intersex. Like, a huge thing in the, in the field while I was in college. And they're like, oh, this was very unexpected. <laughs> like, <laughs> just completely, like, out of nowhere fair
2: that's so weird because like i did a ton of research uh after i found this and i none of that came up that's so Uh,
3: weird i I don't know how much of like a splash it made as far as like the general public but like as someone who was studying history as this thing like came out that was like recontextualizing this historical figure that was like a very big deal
2: i can only imagine yeah damn all right. So, Kashmir Pulaski Day. Let's hear it.
0: One, two, three,
8: four. Golden rod and the 4-H stone, the things I brought you when I found out you had cancer on. Father cried on the telephone And he drove his car Into the Navy yard Just to prove that he was sorry In the morning Through the window shade When the light pressed up Against your shoulder blade I could see what you were reading All the glory that the Lord has made, and the complications you could do without when I kissed you all. docked in, and your shoes untied, and you told me that Shoes untied. I am crying in the bathroom. In the morning, when you finally go, and the nurse runs in with her head hung low, and the cardinal hits the window. In the morning, in the winter shade, on the first of March, on the holiday thought I saw you breathing. All the glory that the Lord has made, and the complications when I see His face, in the morning, in the window. All the glory when He took our place, but He took my shoulders and He shook my head.
0: Dying a Cancer song. so. <laughs>
2: but it's so much <laughs> more, too. It's There's so much to this song. Unpack like, it for us, David. Oh, I could talk about this song for hours. Anyways, uh, I'll let Jake go first, though.
3: Yeah, this is the one that we uh, had both chosen, by the yep. way. It was, it was the only song that was on both of our lists. Uh, and yeah, it's just like on every level, like, like just such a beautiful layered song like obviously it's about you know grief and uh you know dealing with with a loved one dying but but it's also about sort of the the crisis of faith that that creates Mm
0: -hmm.
3: and it's one of those things that, that like just for for me personally is like such a perfect encapsulation of grief but uh yeah, it's just one of those things that like feels just like perfect for what it's trying to represent.
2: And, and see, I see the other part of it too. Cause I obviously the grief layers there too, but you also have this story of people still being people and, and love. And so often we treat people who have terminal diagnoses and, and, these types of situations like they're, they're already dead. We're already saying our goodbyes and this is a young child. And uh, you, you're seeing the reactions of the father you're seeing. She's still experiencing life and, and trying to live in the unfairness of that, not only for her, but also the people that she leaves behind. This song is like an intersection of like three different stories from my younger life. Um, because, like, I don't know if I've talked about it before, but my brother is my brother because his mom died of cancer when we were young. Um, and so you know, we we took him in because she was, you know, she passed away. Um, and before that, she was very, very sick the whole time. And a lot of the times it was, you know, kind of like again people treated her like she was already gone uh, to the point where she finally got pissed off and just started kind of doing whatever the fuck she wanted and stopped fighting it uh, at a period of time because of that. Um, you know, and and he spent a lot of time with us through that process. But uh, anyways, um, it, there's so much here. And I also know what it's like to be, Like this, this song hits so close to home because again, I am, uh, you know, I, I believe in, in Christianity. That's my personal faith. Um, I grew up, my parents are both ministers. Uh, there's a lot of miraculous things that have happened with my family. Um, in fact, I know the listeners can't see it, but I had all of this bit off by a chow when I was three. Um, you guys can see the, the scars here. Um, they actually set up a surgical fund because it was supposed to like fuck up my face and I was gonna be horribly disfigured and all this stuff. Um and I was gonna need glasses and da 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 I have twenty twenty vision. I mean, I'm ugly, but like not because of scars or anything. Oh come on. Um my older sister has had third degree burns, uh, over a third of her body. They said that she wasn't gonna be able to walk uh she was a gold medal national figure skater um and then a figure skating coach before she you know had children uh, and decided to leave that behind um and then my little sister which is the direct opposite um everything that could have gone wrong did um i literally i, I it would take another half hour to list all of the conditions that she's been diagnosed with. Um, and so like I, I, when they start talking about the the part with the uh, Bible study and, and, you know, praying and nothing happening and, and something happens over here, but it doesn't over here. And that, that grief of why, why is, why is this not working when you believe in it and you've seen it and you think or know or believe or whatever you want to, parse it out as and it's not happening again the unfairness of that and the the blow that that gives you is uh man it's devastating um but anyways i took up way too much time with those two stories there's a third one but it's way less impactful um (laughs) but yeah this i can't help but think of those things when i listen to this song
0: I mean that's what this show is all about. That's what music is all about is like having those personal stories and have like things that impact you and touch you in just specific meaningful ways like that. It's incredible. For some people, oh it's just a song. Oh it's a it's a nicely delivered song. It's a nice story, but for you it's something much 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 more and that's uh incredible. It's the beauty of music. Love it.
1: Dude can tell a story though.
2: Oh hell yeah yeah like sure. uh,
1: there's there's not many uh there's not many artists where I'll listen to a song and they're trying to tell the story in it and the way that he does it is is very it's it's not just I, I I can't just stand it but it's like I want to listen I want to read the lyrics like I actually pulled up the lyrics and I mean and you're like kind of invested in what happens next and what's it it's actually a great way to tell a story yeah oh
3: yeah. yeah. That for sure it, it is I think it's a big part of why all of our choices are like his folk stuff because like most of his other stuff is all like instrumental it's a lot of like electronica and like classical stuff uh that, that doesn't have any lyrics and I think like that that kind of misses out on
2: one of his strengths he's mm-hmm. such a strong lyricist and, and his voice is so beautiful like I want this man to sing to me for the rest of my life
0: <laughs> it is soothing all <laughs> right but the uh the hits keep coming what's the the next one well, that we got
3: well well don't worry jared because it's gonna get even sadder <laughs> because as Pulaski are days at least a sad fictional story now we're getting into the sad autobiographical stuff <laughs> <laughs> as we're going into a, a a couple of songs from uh carrie and Wool, which we sort of mentioned earlier is the the album that's about like his relationship with his mother after she died and also his uh uh stepdad who he's like very close friends with like to this day he actually put out an album with his stepdad not too long ago yep uh but uh it, it is uh it, it's like about dealing with the grief of her dying but it's also about like feelings of like her abandoning him when he was younger because she like left the family when like he and his younger brother were very young and like struggled uh with schizophrenia and drug addiction throughout her life so so it's like essentially like the entire album is like a therapy session of him going through all of these feelings
2: yeah he Uh, he actually said in an interview that he didn't think his mother's death was going to affect him like this. And then it just, it hit him like a sledgehammer. Um, and then do you know what the, what this, uh, the title of this song is from Jake? Uh,
3: it's of the first, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it's named after the, the law in, uh, Oregon specifically that it is for people with like terminal illnesses, uh, giving them like the, the choice
2: for uh, doctor assisted suicide. So everything about this is sad and dark. Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's also there's a level of beauty to it that he brings that I really hope you guys can find too. Well, there um, always is. Yeah. Um, but it, I don't know. And maybe it's just maybe this is my favorite because of what I do for a living and, and working with addicts and and seeing the effects of these kind of things but uh which spoiler alert this is my favorite song um this is on here because i was like this is gonna be on here (laughs) um it it, it, this song just encapsulates so much uh, to me the what i see and feel and hear talking to these people and what they go through and the families that they leave behind and and it's just, man, it's it's so powerful, and I wish I could force everyone to listen to it and really take it in. So. But
0: now, being on this show, you will force everyone. Don't, <laughs> That's don't you know right. That this is mandatory <laughs> listening for everyone in, you know, at least North America. I don't know about, you know. Yeah, exactly. Overseas, but. <laughs> All right. Without further ado, this is Death with Dignity.
8: silence. I can hear you, but I'm afraid to be near you. And I don't know where to begin. And I don't know where to begin. Somewhere in the desert, there's a forest and an acre before us. But I don't know to begin, but I don't know where to begin, again I lost my strength completely. Searchlight stride
1: Photos that kind of give you a creepy yet like loving vibe. You know what I mean?
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's exactly that. It's the the age of it. I yeah. think. You like that, that uh,
1: album art goes beautifully with that song. I feel a lot of love in that song. uh Is that him or is that his mom and dad?
3: uh that's his mom and his stepdad.
1: Oh, okay.
2: yep. Yeah, like yeah.
1: There's a lot of love in that, but it's also a very creepy photo, so.
2: Yes. <laughs> Fair. Um, which, I mean, <laughs> and I think, yeah, uh, man. God, this is another one of those I could talk about for a long time. He's so deep, and, like, I love some of the imagery in this song, and I think it also touches on the idea of grieving for someone while they're alive which oftentimes leads more to hatred than actual grief um Mm. which is an experience i know all too well um which we kind of talked about a little bit last time i was on the show um (laughs) (laughs) uh
3: Yeah, but you're gonna come on for Queen, not sad enough. You said, I refuse.
2: Yeah, that was definitely <laughs> it. God.
1: What we're not Listen. this episode, Fuck it guys. I'm out.
2: <laughs> Listen, I'd have, I'd have got down to some fat bottom girls, is all I'm saying. <laughs> thank um, you, thank you. Yeah, hell yeah. Um, but no, it's just like I don't know, there's so much to unpack here, and I'm sure Jake has a lot. So, I, I and I know I rambled on the last one, but I this is my favorite song of his uh, I think partially because of how it ties in and knowing the story and how I see this kind of thing affects so many people Mm -hmm. but also it is a very personal subject for me of this idea of um, dealing with the grief and loss of someone who is both I- loved and also somewhat hated it's a thought process that I go through all the time of how am I going to deal with that how am i going to feel what's the what what's right in that process because mm. you know there's someone in my life that that's gonna be the process and I, I don't I don't know, because you can see the damage that they do to everyone else, but somehow the the hatred can't be the only thing that you feel. And then you feel like a, well, I mean, fuck it. I'm just, fuck it. Uh, my dad, I look just like him. There are people in my family who don't associate with me and don't like to talk to me. Because looking at me is just a reminder of him. And that fucking sucks. Because those are people that I want in my life and want to be close to. But they don't want, like, they don't want to have anything to do with me because of my physical appearance is a trauma trigger.
4: Oh.
2: Um, And, like, he's still my dad. He's still, like, I didn't have at as many of the the bad or the negative as everyone else did I kind of it's still there but like I kind of left town before it got really bad um and so this idea that I hear in this song of this dealing with the the grief of someone who you thought the loss of wasn't going to impact you but then you know you still feel that love, but also the betrayal of the way they treated you and, and the choices they made in their life. For sure. Yeah. That's. It's rough.
3: Yeah. You know, that's. Uh, this isn't my favorite song, but this is my favorite album for very similar reasons. Because uh, as we talked about on the Mountain Goats episode, uh, like my, my dad is. He is like schizophrenic and he. Uh, like, for most of my life, was a drug ad- drug addict and still is an alcoholic. And, like, probably will be until he dies. Uh, so, like, while well, well, I don't have, like, a- any real resentment, well, like, my dad was never, like, abusive or, like, did anything super shit. He didn't abandon me, like, you know, Sufjan Stevens' mom did. But uh, there is still stuff in there that, like, feels very personal because of that connection. Sure. Yeah. And uh setting that aside and being a big music nerd for a second, <laughs> uh that this is also uh like I, I don't know if, like if you noticed like noted it, but uh the the instrument that he's played throughout this, uh, I I like initially assumed was a mandolin that was like tuned weird, but apparently it's actually a gutolin. Uh, which has been used before this album in exactly one song that was on a major record back in the 60s. (laughs) It's like this weird instrument that like some guy in the 60s made that like no one used, but apparently he like heard that one song that it was used in and was like, that sounds like crazy. Like it would fit like this feeling that I have. I'm going to go have (laughs) one commissioned because no one makes them. And I'm going to learn to play it for this one album, which
0: is that, crazy. That is crazy. But such dedication and such... that What a beautiful thing to just go to that extra level. Oh, but
2: oh yeah. Almost Jeez. like...
0: I, I don't want to speak for his motivations, but it's almost as if he's saying, like, this is going to be a difficult, emotional album for me to make, so I'm going to make it further difficult by also making it hard to play.
2: Yeah. I- I think I think the challenge helps process it, because if you if you give some sort of meaning to it, aside from just your own emotional baggage, it doesn't feel, I think, at least the way I see it, like you're kind of dumping your problems out there. It becomes a expression and a challenge of sharing that rather than just word vomit of how I feel today about this thing.
3: Yeah, And I also think it just like is indicative of sort of his general approach to his music that he's always doing like weird different that stuff. Too. That's why I can't really be mad, even though I don't really like a lot of his more experimental like music. But because then it, like, circles back around and he, like, puts out more conventional music, you can, like, see how that weird experimental stuff he does has, like, improved his more conventional stuff.
4: Mm.
3: Now, which, uh, we'll, we'll also sort of play him, like, his uh, use of electronica stuff, I think, influences uh, the, the next song, which is
0: Fourth of July. Yep. Which was one of the most beloved American holidays. There's, There certainly can't be anything bad or negative or death-related about this one, right? I mean, how certainly is it
2: going
0: to ruin Fourth of July? Let's oh,
2: you it. sweet <laughs> summer child.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Let's hear
2: this one, Jared.
5: That won't click.
8: like
0: message he's trying to get across it's so i don't know it's that's a mystery
2: (laughs) (laughs) i have a scary story about this song
0: okay by the way i think we're really upping the ante for you not being part of the q episode i think we're doubling down on the sadness in this one so (laughs) exactly
2: um i we warned you uh, <laughs> no no so this is just a scary story like like spooky weird awful but also kind of cute um it, i'll explain just okay hear me out um right. so i was listening trying to establish my list i was going through all of Sufian steven's stuff uh last weekend right um and i had to go to spirit halloween to get the decorations you see behind me uh And everyone on stream sees. Uh, Well, I took my son with me, my three year old, not my little, little one. Um, Because if I go anywhere on the weekend, he comes with me. Uh, Otherwise, God. Anyway, uh, (laughs) so we go to Spirit Halloween and we get um, like two there. And the song that's playing is Fourth of July. What part does my son pick up? We're all going to die. (laughs) Uh huh. When we come out of Spirit (laughs) Halloween, and I buckle him in the entire car ride back. I just have this little voice behind me. We're all gonna die. We're all gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like sing songy and it's broken English. Cause you know, he's still learning, you know, and it's like, uh, <laughs> every car that gets too close to me I'm like leave <laughs> uh, It uh, it creeped me out I was like I don't want to go outside for the rest of the day
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: uh, That's great <laughs> All right, So uh, the stories uh, Anything The reasoning for selecting This song
3: Who's was uh, this one? Yeah, th- th- this one was my pick from that album. It's just such a fucking emotional gut punch. You're like, not wrong. <laughs> and uh, well, like I said, you can really see like the like his background in like the electronica stuff. Just like that, that like ambient, like almost horror movie. Mm-hmm. Like just blah, throughout the song, just like works so fucking well in it. Just like as an establishing tone, yeah. over like that very simple piano tune.
0: Yeah, I think that was a conscious choice to make you feel uneasy. For sure. I, yeah. Really good. It's but.
2: interesting too, like because I feel like the perspective kind of switches in the song a little bit. Like you have a lot of it is you know very specifically from the perspective of his mother. Yeah. Um, and man those those lines hit hard like the uh especially hang on let me pull it up because i don't want to misquote it um uh where let's see hang on one second um Uh, anyways um okay so uh in the verse did you get enough love my little dove why do you cry and I'm sorry I left but it was for the best though it never felt right like oh yep just I can hear, I don't know, like I can feel that being said to, to mm-hmm. someone and like, I don't know, especially I don't, you the want- idea of not being there for your children. Like, I can't even imagine, like, oh, man.
1: Dude, if you want to talk about a gut punch, uh... I don't like being in the fields. Period. End of story. Being in the fields for me, like, nope. don't don't like doing it. Like people are like, you good? Cause that's not Jared. That's not Bambi. Bambi's excited. He's happy. He, he dude. When he said my little dragonfly, I was like, oh fuck. Like it, it. It wasn't exactly the nickname that I gave an ex of mine, but that phrase that you just said.
2: Hmm. Uh-huh.
1: When my ex left, like, it was the longest relationship I've ever had. I was going to marry this woman. I was was like, hey, I'm going to ask your dad if I can have your hand in marriage. And she, like, lost her shit, you know. And this was the most I've ever loved in a very, very long time. And I'm just like, God, like. Yeah, Bambi almost took a breather and said, "All right, Eric, it's it's your, I'm going to be back. I don't know when, but I'll be back." Yeah, that. Um, I think I, that's
0: when the glasses came off. Right? Yeah,
1: that's that's when the glasses came off. <laughs> I I about yeah. I, I about cried there. I did add it to my sad song list to where I know I can cry. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, that 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 dragonfly hit, and I was like, "All right, we're going to cry, and this is going to be a good cry, but just not now." Just yeah. now. I've I've done that on a podcast before, and I had a flurry of messages, and so I don't I don't need that again. But yeah, so thank you, Jake and David. For uh, you're welcome. Or, or Jake, um, I I'm now thoroughly wanting to cry. So let's let's give death a bad name and let
3: me totally flush <laughs> the system. All right. Um, <laughs> it doesn't I, get much better. Well, I mean, it, it's less. Depressed, you know, he's sort of in origin. Okay. True. It's, <laughs> okay. It, it has very, like, sad, dark lyrics, but uh, uh, the, the, this last one uh, does come from uh, his most recent album. It uh, came out last year, uh, and it's a, uh, it was actually a collaborative album with uh, Angelo D'Augustine, uh, and the, the, like, whole premise of the album is they're, like, just like both musician friends and they decided to do a thing where they would like watch a movie and then like make a song like inspired by that movie
1: so like how uh, do and... this podcast kind <laughs> of yeah yeah <laughs> okay
3: uh and this particular one is based on uh Night of the Living
2: Dead
1: David, uh, hey. got anything to add to that
2: or No I do not sorry I was looking at something uh I I know my face contorted. <laughs> I I got shot a message and it was very weird. Uh Yeah.
1: <laughs> All right, let's let's give it a listen, shall we?
5: Shut to the school or strike As you withdraw, you give death a bad name. Can you be stopped, or can evil be slain? Is there something to be lost, to surrender the pain? You're
8: just a shade of something betrayed. Watch as you fade into the reservoir. Shade of the oculus No consciousness Less than a metaphor
0: was the what's the story behind the selection for this one
2: it's a great song (laughs) (laughs) okay simple as Uh, again we tried to do our normal thing where we spread out across the the artist's career and this is from one of his newer albums Um and this is definitely one that like the minute I listened to it seemed very poignant. Um, and I put it on my list immediately. Uh, it, I don't know why Jake, uh, chose it. Cause ultimately it was like, he, he looked at it and had the final like list, but it, it, there's so much buried in here of like criticisms of current, uh, not only like political stuff, but also typical multi-layered Sufjan Stevens. It's talking about personal interactions and connections. And then of course the stuff Jake was talking about, you know, before the song and it's just like, Oh my God, there's so much here.
0: The one thing that was kind of throwing me was because I, I could definitely tell, you know, following along lyrically. Okay. I could, kind of i mean i've seen that movie enough times where i'm like okay i've cut but he kept throwing talking about reservoir i'm like what am i missing i didn't remember a reservoir being a big part of night of the living dead and he mentions reservoir multiple times in the song and i'm like what what is this about i don't know maybe Definitely. that must have been personal connection there or something because i was like i i was kind of thrown with that i was like okay this tracks and this is probably not movie related but this is more so like current events or personal something or other but the reservoir stuff that like you think he, it's like three or four times and I'm like yeah, watch fade into the reservoir and then yeah drain the reservoir and feel my embrace empty the reservoir and I'm like what? Why? why? <laughs> okay but I no. was just by that
3: <laughs> Fair. Maybe there's something in the movie that I'm forgetting. I don't know.
0: <laughs> I'm going to chalk it up to that.
3: It or also that the rhyme and meter.
0: <laughs>
2: it also is very, I don't know. It kind of fits like some of the like undertone political stuff that's that's laced in here, um, like because he's talking about the reservoir emptying and stuff, and they, you know, um, they're talking about like kind of the end of the country in in parts of this, um which I think is part of, you know, the, the zombie apocalypse, but also you have, like them saying, Anthropocene and stuff, which is mm-hmm. talking about the current uh, geological and meteorological age that we're in and the level of influence by man and et cetera. So, like, I think it's also kind of, like, hinting at that as well. Okay. I'm Fair enough. you. Uh,
0: having listened to you uh make excuses for why malcolm was the shittiest kid i just know that you can bullshit your way through anything david so uh,
2: you, listen <laughs> that makes perfect sense Answer i'm, not, I'm <laughs> not
0: saying you're wrong i'm just saying okay. like i'm saying that that was legitimate but even if it was like made up from whole cloth you deliver it with such conviction that you were able to pull an entire like, listener base for listen. Like...
2: <laughs> if you're gonna do something, do it well, <laughs> even if it's being a giant piece of shit.
3: Uh, I, I will say, looking into this uh, album, I, I was struck by like a lot of the like, uh, but like, discourse around it was about like the political themes, and a lot of them are like, it's completely different than like the old, cheerful take on uh, America with the 50 states thing, and I'm like, have you listened
4: to those albums? <laughs> Clearly not. <laughs>
3: and, and what fucking world is John Wayne Gacy Jr., like, this political, like, super patriotic, yay America song? <laughs> and Michigan has a, has a fucking song about how fucked Lynch Michigan was back before yeah. we knew land was in the water.
4: Yeah.
2: <laughs> like, what,
3: what fucking albums are you talking about? <laughs>
2: People like to just hear a few words, Jake, and then run with it. Like, yeah, I'm sure it's a 50
3: states thing. It must be like this positive, patriotic, like blind America's great thing, right? Yeah,
2: I'm sure we'll find an audience that thinks Fourth of July, Jake, is a happy song and it's all pro, you know, like it's pro soldiers. They're talking about dying. It's got to be soldiers, right? Those people exist.
0: Oh, you're not wrong. All right. Do you guys have anything further to wrap up on Sufjan or are we? Yeah, let me get get you
2: 10 more songs. They'll all be (laughs) just (laughs) a set. I I am like, as
3: we are going, I am slightly disappointed. That we didn't have a uh, super sexy woman as the last song oh, because it would have just fuck. been such a great curveball would have had the weird song from his first album about how bad he wants to fuck Supergirl. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> oh, that would have been that would have been funny. I didn't even think of that. Right. To be fair, though, I'm so used to Sufjan Stevens stuff. Like, and Carrie and Lowell is my favorite album. So, like, all of his shit's sad to me. Um, like, <laughs> I didn't think about
1: it that way. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I'd, I'd fuck Supergirl. That'd that'd be a, a good date. You know, I'd just take a date with her. That'd be awesome.
2: Modern one, sure. I don't know about the comics one. <laughs> I'm I'd, too old.
1: All right. I, the only <laughs> one that I the only one that I know is the one where they made the excuse that she doesn't have the the center cut out because she's that's not... Power Girl. Oh, that. Oh,
2: okay.
0: Yeah. Listen to me, knowing anything about DC, I should slap, slap myself in the face. Why? Listen.
2: (laughs) Newest DC project. Actually pretty good. I
0: I have an entire row of, like, I have my whole row of Captain Marvel Funkos and then I have a whole row of Harley Quinn Funkos, so.
1: Oh, that's, yeah, no, never mind. I, There we go. Brain's working again. We're we're back. There you go, Jared. Jared's back in the
2: game. (laughs) (laughs) He had to stuff those emotions back down.
1: I'm still working on it, but now that I'm thinking about Power Girl and Supergirl, yeah, we're getting a little reverend We're we're good to go. Uh,
0: I mean, also bangable, but I mean...
1: I don't know that Brie Larson. Larson. She's meh, so... I'm sorry? (laughs) I was kidding. What? I was kidding. Eric,
2: David, calm down. Listen, I was waiting for the explosion... As I'm looking at Brie Larson's face four times on his wall,
1: <laughs> one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I see eight Brie Larsons there. All right. Oh
0: no, you see eight representations of Captain Marvel. You only see one. First <laughs> off, if Brie Larson, there Larson's, are four, four Brie Larsons.
1: If she is Captain Marvel, all of them are different iterations of her. Those could be Earth six one eight, where she looks that okay. way. Earth six one five two one two. Do you want? But what
2: if they're Marvel?
3: No, I don't. Also, know. also Brie Larson.
2: <laughs> oh, okay.
3: That's uh, I mean... DC's Shazam used to be Captain Marvel. Also, Brie Larson. <laughs> ah, yes. It's just the rules. Billy
2: Larson, I know you mean. No, <laughs> no, nope, nope. all
3: Brie Larson. Brie's okay, it. Brie
2: Larson, aka Billy Batson. Well, yep. Brie, Brie is kind of
1: anthropomorphic, if that's the right word, right?
0: Anthropomorphic.
1: <laughs>
2: uh,
1: no.
3: <laughs> um, <laughs>
0: Androgynous. Androgynous. androgynous there we go <laughs> fuck
3: off you guys <laughs> I, I mean she is also anthropomorphic that's factual
0: <laughs>
3: all right i'm gonna I go back you, and mute now <laughs> no, no 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 no
0: no you can't because we have ratings to do
3: welcome to co-hosting jared
2: <laughs> yeah welcome to my life usually i'm the one getting shit on <laughs> <sighs>
0: Yeah, when you uh, you didn't know that when you take on a a more involved role you also get more shit? Like that's uh, that's just them's the breaks, kid. Dude, I've just Yeah, didn't fallen. you learn
3: that when we were on your show?
1: I've fallen into two co-hosting spots. This is ridiculous. I don't even know how this <laughs> happened. This fucking Eric has to answer a goddamn ad on Reddit and now I'm here. <laughs>
0: uh uh-huh. am like too good at what you do. That's Blame yourself for being such a charming and lovable human being that people want to hear your voice.
1: I'm a felon. So? I'm not
4: charming
1: at all. <laughs> Can we get to the ratings, please? Sure. Jared's like, run. <laughs>
0: all right. spoon. What have you, Jake, for number six?
3: Uh, I have waiting for the kid to come out as number six. I like all of these songs, but you know it's it's the one that didn't quite work as well as the others for me. Uh, I, I did find myself a little bit annoyed by the uh, stop and start thing they were doing that uh, Jared mentioned. Uh, like I, I really like the guitar work in it, but it uh, just it wasn't quite as good as the rest. Okay, David.
2: Uh, I have Paper Tiger because it's the only song I didn't like.
0: Okay, you're wrong. But
2: I, I, I mean a lot.
0: <laughs> Jared,
1: I had Advanced Cassette actually as my number six. It just—I mean, it was it was there, but it just it it wasn't uh, wasn't crunchy enough.
0: <laughs> crunch enough. i went with uh don't buy the realistic I, I love that song i led with it because of the energy that brings but it's just so basic it's uh it's incredible but just lyrically especially knowing what brit daniel can do it's just like repeating the same thing over and over it's just like i chose that because again of the the energy and the lead-in and less uh about the the lyrics so i went with that how about number five
3: uh, I had advanced cassette at number five. Uh yeah, that w- w- once again, it's it's just to uh go to that old staple. It's, it's so hard to order them, you know?
0: But so uh, something's out, gotta go at number out. five.
5: <laughs> come <on>.
0: <laughs> David.
2: <laughs> I had don't buy the realistic at five. Um, because again it's it's great. Musically, but the lyrics are so simple, um, and especially I think compared to everything else above it, it it just doesn't have that oomph that hooks me. So there, Jared.
1: I actually went with Paper Tiger. It just it it wasn't tigery enough. So I don't know how else uh... to explain it. I don't. It it just it yeah. Didn't... It didn't
2: go bum bump bump. Bum.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Eric, what did you have as number five?
0: I went with uh waiting for the kid to come out. Uh I I like it, but yeah, the, the cop out answer, they gotta slot in somewhere, so
3: Fair enough. Number four. Uh I have uh don't buy the realistic as number four. Uh for largely the same reasons you guys have said it. It's, it's an, a, a great grunge song, but I, I feel like that's not what Spoon is best at. So I, I feel like the other stuff is better.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, I have Nefarious as number four. Uh, it's it's a good song. I like the grunginess of it. I like the, the lead-in that we had. Um, but uh, again, it's not... I, I don't think we've reached peak lyricism uh, yet. Yeah. And uh, while the music is great, uh, the lyrics leave a little to be desired.
1: I'm actually with Jake on this one. Don't buy the real estate. It 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 felt like a a, a fixer upper house, right? Like it was, it's there. Like I'd buy it, but it's <laughs> wait, not. It's not quite. Hey, wait, wait,
0: wait, wait. It's don't buy the realistic, and you said don't buy the real estate, and then you doubled down on the analogy. I, saying, did. I did, I did. I'm doubling it, it down
1: because to okay. me, it feels like. It feels like, you know, that, that that house, it looks just good enough, but then you're like, ah, that's why it's a good price, you know? So, I just, it's not realistic real estate for me.
3: Oh, God. Is it free real estate, though? That's what I want to know. <laughs> oh, that's,
0: that's priceless. I went with Advanced Cassette at number four. Uh, I did have this swapped with the other one, and then I said... So anyone with a good memory will remember that I said something got bumped up. And so I'll, I swapped places with this one. So number three. Foreshadowing.
3: Uh, I have everything hits at once as number three. Uh, like I said, this is like more the the spoon that like I was expecting coming into this. Da-da-da. Like funky baseline and uh, that that, that, like very simple uh, like piano throughout and Mm -hmm. like all all of the like spoon staples in there it's just just like a really good like quintessential spoon song
2: okay I have advanced cassette as number three I really like what they did with this song Um, I enjoyed it a lot I I liked um, the I liked the flow of the song Um, and the metaphor too is Mm -hmm. very interesting and the sort of dual meaning that you get out of it uh, where you can really take the story from either perspective um i like it i like it a lot
1: i'm gonna i'm gonna ditto what jake said there <laughs>
0: fair <clears throat> enough i also went with everything hits at once uh just the opening line of don't say a word the last one's still st- stinging it's just oh my god It, wow like anybody that's been you know, in a relationship with someone that they love and gets into a, a fight where it could be like, make a break, and then, like, you go to sleep angry, but you, like, maybe they're not even there. Like, they've, you know, fled to go to their sisters or something too real. Um, <laughs> but, and then you, like, you go to sleep and think that you're, they're still, or you're imagining them next to you. It's just, like, uh, from a very personal level, I just, uh, that's a meaningful song. Plus, just being incredibly music-wise, so. Number
3: two, uh, I have Nefarious as number two. I'm a big fan of vampires, so that definitely <laughs>
0: helped. <laughs> and... <laughs> exactly my note, also, it. Nefarious <laughs> two vampires exclamation mark. <laughs> and and I,
3: I, also, I also feel like it's more of it's like a better like like story. Of it, it's very grungy still, but you, I feel like there's more like hints of what Spoon is going to become in it.
4: I feel like it was like a good middle ground in that way
2: that's fair
0: david you're up
2: <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i knew that, I knew that. Right. uh number two uh waiting for the kids to come out um again i really liked the difference here and i i liked the the pacing of this song Uh, The lyrics are also uh, very interesting here. And I just, wow, this was like a feel good song for me. Like, I don't know. It was very, very catchy. uh, And I enjoyed it a lot. I don't really have any deep reasons for picking it, but uh, (laughs) I liked it a lot. (laughs) I I, I could, I could jam out to that. Good enough. Ditto what David said.
1: (laughs) all right no
4: notes
0: (laughs) 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 all right and then uh
3: number one uh it's paper tiger for me it's uh which i I knew going in it would be a a hard one to beat and i i really like the you know new songs i'd never heard before just uh yeah well like i said i i i I have a very visceral reaction to it as well, like David, but, but it just in such a good way. But I, I, It's just a great song. And your story was also very nice. Eric. Made me like it even more.
0: Thank you. That's the reason I obviously chose it as my number one.
2: D- David, that's you, bud. I, I'm aware. I was waiting. Listen, he was doing that like sigh prolonged host thing. So I was just letting it go. <laughs> Let it roll into the ether. Um, this is
0: me, like grasping with my last strength. <laughs> that, that sigh was just like survive for another twenty minutes. Survive. I'm waiting for, another for him to th-
2: fall out. Yeah. Um. Anyways, uh, everything hits at once is my number one. I loved that song. Um, and especially like I kind of heard a double meaning to that song as I was listening to it. Um. Because it very much so to me sounds like a person describing kind of a really shitty night and and turning to drugs and alcohol and a really shitty trip. But it also has that, you know, the the relationship angle or or side of it. And you can kind of look at it either way. And either way, I think it's presented incredibly well. Uh, it's incredibly funky and and uh excellent bass and and guitar riffs in it um and i enjoy the ability to listen to this story and kind of interpret it whichever way you want
1: nefarious vampire mistress (laughs) (laughs) that was (laughs) so that was (laughs) so oh man Come on. You expected of me.
2: I expected of Jake.
0: <laughs> that was close.
2: <laughs>
0: I was waiting for him to talk about like a blue light being in, like on the dashboard of, you know, like.
2: Jerry right. could... Yeah, no, I got it. <laughs> the,
0: the guy... <laughs> <laughs> Jake gets it. I, Jared, you lost I don't uh, uh, the M episode. We were talking about Mazzy Star, Blue Light, where you are talking. You had that really yeah. deep dive into like this was some girl losing her virginity. Oh,
8: that's right. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes. yeah, yeah,
1: her. yeah, the, yeah, 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 Dude, I I can literally record an episode and completely forget about what it's about. All right, so fucking yeah, clearly to, that's to expect what we call me to... a callback. <laughs> I'm very rarely good at those. Very rarely.
0: <laughs> okay. Sufyan Stevens. Jared, you want to lead off with this one?
1: Or I could not send a text to, to my girlfriend to say goodnight. Sure. Why not? <laughs> um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> There's <Your>
4: blue
1: light. <laughs> yeah. I actually did uh, a good man is hard to find. Um, dude, like. Okay, I'm not gonna lie. There, was, my number one song just, and everybody probably knows what it is. Like, it just made all of these hit like five times harder. And so, I'm not saying that a good man is hard to find is a bad song, but it's just one that didn't make me want to cry enough. You know, like that's that's how I'm gonna have to rate these is how bad do I want to cry, and this is
0: my number six. Oh. That's <laughs> fair, that is a fair assessment.
2: Ah, uh, Jared. <laughs> I also have a good man is hard to find as number six. I love that song, but kind of same. I don't have nearly the connection to it as I do the rest of these. Um, And uh, while it's amazing and I love the background to it, um, it it just it came, I think, too late because when Mm -hmm. I discovered this song, I'd heard this song probably 30 times Uh, as well as many others before I discovered what it was about. mm -hmm. And so by then I think the impact was lost a little bit.
1: Yeah. It's like one of those songs where it's like, I I wish that I could erase it from my memory and hear it again for the first time.
0: Right. Yeah. Oh my God. I have so many of those songs. I just look at so many times you hear a song that you absolutely love but you know every nuance of it so you're just like thinking about a billion other things and it's like wait I'm not even paying attention to this song that yeah. I love I was <laughs> right. I wish that I could you know go back and just have that impact of falling in love with the song for the first time
1: oh yeah Jake what's your number 6 bud
3: uh, I have you give death a bad name That's fair uh, Yeah yeah again these are all great songs but uh it's the one that is the least impactful for me that's just a really good song.
0: I get it. I agree. I uh, also chose You Give Death a Bad Name as my number six. I do think it's an excellent song. I was a little bit t- too hung up at the Reservoir thing. It says like I was following along with the lyrics. And it's like, you got me, you got me, you got me. You lost me. You won me back. You got me, you got me, you got me. There's fucking Reservoir again. You lost me. All right, you, you got me again. And you lost me. Okay, you got me. So it ended up, it is a fantastic song. But, yeah, if you're ranking them, it's got to go there. I actually had You Give Death
1: a bad name as my number five. Um, Like, I didn't, I had, like, zero attachment to it whatsoever. It just, I was like, I'm not, when I watch a movie, I've said this before, like, I just shut everything off. So when he's, like, talking about the the, the, the movie, I'm like, all right, I don't really, what? Okay, like, okay, it's crunchy, it's good. Like, it makes me a little sad, but, yeah.
2: david you gonna agree with me on this one sorry i was talking my mic was muted (laughs) (laughs) um so uh number five is for me is you give death a bad name um yeah i i again it's a good song i like it but man the rest of (laughs) (laughs) these.
1: gotcha gotcha jake what's up what's up bud
3: I have John Wayne Gacy Jr. at number five. It's it's a, it's a great song. Like, it's... Like, I don't know. We're, we're, like, all the top five here are, like, damn near perfect songs in my mind, but it's the one that, that doesn't quite work as well as the rest for me. It doesn't make me want to cry either, so that's... Uh... <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> I went with uh, A Good Man is Hard to Find. Um, just uh i i commend him for being able to uh i I love the background of it like take make a song from a different perspective based off of a story based off of a song lyric i that's shows just a real creative integrity that i appreciate but just a little bit (laughs) too depressing not that the other ones aren't depressing But just like they're they're depressing from something that you can relate to. Like, I don't think a lot of people are going to be like, oh, yeah, serial killer. And his like thoughts about whether does he feel remorse or not? It's like uh, not a lot of people are going to be able to resonate with that one.
1: So, David, can we make it three for three, bud? Can we make it three for three? Uh, That's a good question. I don't know. I had death with dignity, sir. No. no, that's right. my favorite song, man. Okay. Okay. <laughs> right. 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 Yeah, I, just Death with Dignity, like it's it's a song that says, Hey, like I like I remember when that controversy was going on and to come out with a song mm-hmm. about it, like it's like, yeah. It it it's you know, like we and I I don't want to sound like a complete asshole, but it resonates across the board with me with with the statement that I was about to put out. That's the T L D R it resonates really heavily with me.
2: Yeah, no, I, I love that song. And yeah, to to be able to tackle that plus tie in the feelings of his mother and, and everything else we've already talked about, like it's such a good song, man. Like it's one of the reasons why it's my favorite. <laughs>
3: yeah. well, what's your number four, David?
2: Uh, John Wayne Gacy Jr. Because uh, uh, this song does make my skin crawl, gave me a new mm-hmm. uh, perspective and appreciation for what I was studying um and i think allowed me to have a better sense of empathy at a time in my life when that was necessary for the people who were actually affected by these type of things and also the idea of um it, it really helped sink in this idea of the uh he killed 10,000 people with the slight of his hand there's the effect and the ripple effect of these type of events and how easy it was for this monster to hide in plain sight.
0: I think there's something to be said about Illinoisans not being too bright. (laughs) (laughs) I wish I could blame it on that, but man, honestly,
2: like there's so many examples from other places. Like, unfortunately, You and your deserts get off the hook for that.
0: (laughs) At least we're better than Florida, right? Well, I mean, wasn't Jake, or you saying that sometimes, like, you'd met some kid that said, from Illinois, that said he'd never seen a dog before? I'm like, what the fuck?
3: (laughs) Uh, Two kids, specifically, like, like two siblings in the park that that were shocked to see a dog in real life, which was... my God. ...wild. (laughs) That
0: is wild. (laughs) I would talk uh, to maybe
1: talk to those people and see how.
0: Fair. <laughs> <play. Bear. laughs> yeah, yeah. I think uh, you'd find that they'd be like living in a cage or something. Probably, unfortunately, I don't know that you'd want to. <laughs> I'll release
3: them into the wild. It'll be all right. <laughs> I
0: maybe mean, that's why they were
3: in the park alone. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, Jake jared we... pulled up it uh, is uh, what 1977 oh jalopy all right and, uh... <laughs> all right jake don't you have so... a
1: song to rank here
3: bud yeah 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 uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, my number four is a good man is hard to find uh well like i said it's based on like my all-time favorite short story uh, which i do think definitely like helps m- make it a better song going in with that context uh, then, yeah, it, it's really good, but it's uh, the last one remaining that uh, isn't uh, emotionally devastating, which is what I really look forward to, see if you have Stephen's suck. <laughs> That's right.
0: <laughs> I went with John Wayne Casey Jr. at number four. Uh It's yeah, it's great, it's impactful, but oh, wow, the, considering the level of gut punch that these other three bring, it's Yep, yep. <laughs> Let's get into it,
1: uh, John Wayne Gacy Jr. Um, it, I, I like serial killer documentaries were like my thing. It just I I literally have eaten them up. I I actually had a podcast where we did like twenty episodes or something like that about them, and the it, it's always amazing because like you watch a new one that came out and there's like that one little tidbit that goes a little extra mile, and you're like, oh my god, that was so worth the fifty minutes, and to kind of hear it from his standpoint of like how sad and sorry his life was and then just the demon inside of him. Yeah, made me a little sad panda. Little
2: yeah, sad it's panda. also really interesting that they touched on the uh controversy uh that does surround John Wayne Gacy Jr. about the uh idea of does traumatic events and your childhood actually make you into this monster and does it justify it cuz like that was one of the things that was discussed a lot in the criminal justice field was the the strike to the head and does that actually mm. you know did that change his brain chemistry and it's like or does that matter mm-hmm. um so but anyways yeah what's your number three? um my number 3 is 4th of July uh because I don't know that any song can top the other two for me personally it's an amazing song i love it it's so good and it's so beautifully done and i the the emotion from it is so poignant um it, it would be higher on the list if it could be <laughs> <laughs>
3: Fair. Uh, for I uh, very similar reasons. I have "Death with Dignity" at number three. It's it's an incredible song. It, it's beautiful, but uh, it just doesn't uh, quite hit as hard for me personally as the other two.
0: I like that we're all like coming up <laughs> with like very different uh, ratings here. I went with Cashmere Plasky Day at number three. It's a uh, a hell of a song. I really like the the questioning the the faith aspects and still being able to to, to struggle and uh, like find some hope in loss and dealing with grief and still be able to present uh, the beauty that he did. It's just an emotional song and it's incredible. So
1: I actually have that as my number 2. Um it was uh yeah, that was that was the song right there. That one <laughs> That one said, hello, good, goodbye, and I'm going to take a piece of me with you. So it and, and plus that banjo, like I know it's weird to pick out like a, a weird. Mm-hmm. No, just like to pick out an instrument in the song and just be like, yeah, that's what made it. But I have banjo exclamation <laughs> point. Like I was just like, this song's cool. Yes. And I want to. But all right.
0: It's like, I really I need a really impactful uh, instrument from this really sad song. What's the first thing that comes to mind? banjo
2: (laughs) yeah listen he's amazing and i love the music for this and it's so beautiful and it takes you through this just these lulls and then the crescendo and then the banjo comes in and instead of making it country or or feel good it, it adds to the reverence of what's going on which is i think a testament to his skill in songwriting and uh, instrument uh, instrumental skill. Because he's using an instrument that is normally used to convey a very different feeling in this type of music. And <laughs> he somehow manages to infuse that more, like, bluesy sadness into it. And I... Ugh, it's so good i love this song it is also number two um again you guys heard all of my like connections and things that come to mind with it uh i cannot get enough of this song i will never change it when it comes on like this song is always always a song i'll listen to uh
3: my number two is actually fourth of july uh that's Uh, amazing but uh the 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 big difference to me is i think it's like as much like emotion is there and like the the lyrics are fantastic but uh it's just instrumentally not quite as a good as my number one is what it really comes down to because other like they're they're both just fucking perfect depressing gut punch make you want to cry songs
0: yeah
2: yeah (laughs)
0: um i went with fourth of july at number two um it is just uh <laughs> yeah I, I, everything you guys have already said about it i don't know what what more there is to be said i mean there and the number one is number one for an obvious reason so
1: yeah i uh i've i've i rarely get in the fields and the fourth of july hit me like I've never been... I've been hit by that. I've been hit by the feels like that a very f- few select times with music and in real life, and here we are, on a podcast, doing it, so.
2: Yep. Yeah, we'll do that to you. Uh, <laughs> uh, Death with Dignity. Um, Again, this song means a lot to me, Um, and I see a lot of things, and again the conversations that this brings up within myself uh are what i think a good song is supposed to do on top of the fact that it's also just a great song for if you're just feeling like shit and need some sad music (laughs) uh it also accomplishes that uh it's just it's i don't know like i'm and i know i'm sure people listening are like what the fuck is wrong with this dude but like Songs that mean something to me, even if it's not the necessarily best conversation or thought, maybe not the thing I want to think about all the time, that song still means something beyond a normal just get up and go. Like there's songs from so long ago, man, like I wish we could have talked about Demon Hunter uh, for D and come on here because, man, you want to hear some old stories for me. (laughs) <laughs> like but that's that's the kind of thing that's the way my brain works and death with dignity is so impactful for me it's it's much like the song we talked about with the mountain goats like i can't hear this song and not have that thought have that conversation with myself um and so that's it's why it's number one mm-hmm. yeah
3: my my number one is cashmere pulaski day because uh, it's it, like I said, for for me at least, it's like just as emotionally like charged as uh, Fourth of July or Death with Dignity. But uh, then, then on top of that, uh, I was actually kind of upset when you said it, Jared, because uh, <laughs> uh, that 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 fucking banjo man, <laughs> it's so good. It's uh, I I think there's just something in my like genetics from my Kentucky hill folk. <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> <laughs> that just when a, a banjo is done well in a song just immediately like fucking just makes it that much better for
0: me you just start slapping the knee and pull out a jug to start you know blowing on or something like the,
3: yeah just very sadly blowing on that jug <laughs> just, just like a burt reynolds
1: in a suit kayaking down a river oh yeah
2: there we go that movie was based on jake love it
3: I mean, I mean, as long as I'm Burt Reynolds, that's fine. Oh yes, yeah, sir. I mean, I'd yes, rather sir. be
2: Tom Selleck; he's much more famous. But uh, yeah, Burt, <laughs> Burt Reynolds. Burt Reynolds is great,
3: and
0: much more famous than Tom Selleck.
2: Oh, uh, sure. so what, what
3: was your number one? My
0: <laughs> well, number one is Death with Dignity. It's such a, I mean, not only for you know David's reaction to it. I mean, it obviously had an impact on me, but also just obviously impactful on. Sufjan Stevens himself and, you know, certainly from uh, a deep emotional place and for him to be able to, to share that pain as a catharsis with, you know, the the fans is just, uh, uh, I love that about art. It's said something yeah. so personal to yourself that you make pretty much just for you can resonate with other people and that they can find meaning with it and then be able to talk about it at length on a podcast, you know, for other people to hear and interpret their feelings about it. It's just, uh it's incredible that music can do that. Yeah.
2: It's, it's one of the reasons actually like to touching on that real quick. It's one of the reasons why I am so insistent upon the candor that I have when we do create, because I mean, I'm a person who most of my life and most of the most things that I do revolve around secrecy, Um, which you would not guess that if you <laughs> consume any content that I am a part of or create. But I think that that's part of why I like doing this is because to me, the process has to be, honest and it has to be full of some candor Mm -hmm. and and that's what creates genuine art and yeah who knows maybe people think i'm crazy that's fine but what happens to the one person who doesn't exactly how does that impact them how does that affect them and that's god i fucking love sufjan stevens music man
0: yeah i would rather have like a deep meaningful impact on one person or 10 people than no impact or slight impact on a million you know yeah. It just reaching that people that's going to become uh i don't know this <laughs> fever yeah, no. brain is starting to spiral out so. <laughs>
1: i i, no, I understand I, I what you're it. saying yeah I I will I will I will double down on that, David. Like th- being the open and honest and just like letting it kind of all air out is really cool with this guy. Because when I first got into this business, I, I was very secretive about who I was and everything else like that. And now I'm kind of like, all right, let's share just enough to where we're good to go. <laughs> you know, like ju- I'll, I'll give you just enough because, uh, you know, I'm one of those people that like you could in an instant you could find me. So like, if I give you just enough, I'm, I'm willing to be more open and honest about things. But yeah, like I really like how he bears his soul in this. And I'm like, dude, like I get it. I like, it's, it's nice to have that open honesty and I can, I could see why having that deep connection with all your fans is going to be a lot better than 10,000 kind of half individuals into a hundred people who are heavily invested.
2: Mm-hmm. Now.
0: Okay. Any final thoughts before we uh, Aerosmith it up? All right. Good. So, are you ready for the game that's sweeping the nation? (laughs) This is is the game that reaches millions of people and has significant impact on their lives. (laughs) Let's play. Is it Aerosmith?
8: Is it Aerosmith?
1: You guys like how good I am at that? You're great. That was awesome. It's like I've done it nice before. Do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Very nicely done, Jared. Okay, so you know, since I get got some shit for not explaining the story, even though I thought it was uh, pretty little on the nose. Oh,
4: we
8: get it. This
0: this is. Is it Aerosmith? No, people (laughs) wrote in saying they didn't know what it was that we were doing. They're like, explain this to me. I'm like, okay, so Is It Aerosmith is four different snippets of songs that I will read off uh, one by one, and our guests will tell us whether they think that this is Aerosmith or not. At least one of these will be Aerosmith. I've never done it where I've tried to fool anyone, I have done it where all four have been Aerosmith before, but at least one of these will be. So are you guys ready to play? Yep. As ready like as it.
1: I'll ever be for Aerosmith. Can we do it? Can we do it one at a time like normal? I like that.
0: Yeah, I, I will read. I'll read it and then you guys can tell me. All right. Screwed up eyes and screwed down hairdo like some cat from Japan. He could lick him by smiling. He could leave him to hang. They came on so loaded, man. Well hung in snow white tan. Is it Aerosmith? David.
2: It immediately made me upset.
0: Yeah. <laughs> 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 so you're saying yes. Yeah. Okay. Listen, right. I
2: got the same feeling I did when <laughs> listening to Aerosmith, so
0: Jake. No. Okay. Jared.
1: See, I don't like this because that I I like it's it's two different answers here, and I can't just happily guesstimate right
0: um, Had your bets there buddy
1: the, I, i'm gonna go with david because the cat part like gets me just a little bit like it, it when he talks about licking and stuff i feel like that's that's a that's an aerosmith thing so yeah <laughs> okay. it, it's gonna aerosmith it
0: okay next i find my own fun sometimes for free i got to pay it to come looking for me Walking on Gucci wearing Yves Saint Laurent, barely stay on because I'm so goddamn gaunt. Is it Aerosmith? I guess we'll go in reverse order then. So, Jared.
1: 100%. 100%. I'd bet my job on it.
0: <laughs> okay. Uh, Jake? I'm
3: going to say yes.
0: I'm not too
3: sure
2: on this one, though. And David, I'm gonna also say yes, and also would like to add, what the fuck is Aerosmith? Like, is that a new segment we can do? Because <laughs> what the fuck?
0: I mean, I feel like that's implied with this. I mean, this is very.
3: Funny. <laughs> <laughs> you Wait, have- you're you're not a huge Aerosmith fan? Eric? <laughs> what?
4: <No. laughs> do you guys not. not hear that
1: cadence that i hear there's that cadence that aerosmith has got that little it's got that that kind of mm-hmm. yeah yeah and uh-huh.
3: I, know, I, I know what you're talking about and yeah. i think it's very telling that the uh, ai song had that same
0: cadence <laughs> <laughs> all right here's the next one the whispers of the night turned into a fight and then you climbed into my ride and finally finally i got to see you smile got to see an end to the problems of life I see the fate of my father in my hand, a child and a mother with a man in between. I'm going to fight for you. I'm going to fight for you. Yeah. Her eyes will laugh and she will fight. She will end a fallen lover. So this one, I guess we'll go with Jake this time and then David and then Jerry. I'm going to say no. Okay.
2: I'm, I'm actually going to go with Jake here and also say no.
0: mark me
1: down for no smoky
2: (laughs)
0: all right (laughs) and then finally we have well i see you've got a husband now did he leave your pretty fingers lying in the wedding cake used to hold him right in your hand i bet he took all he could take sometimes i wish that i could stop you from talking when i hear the silly things that you say i think somebody better put out the big light because i can't stand to see you this way So I guess who did we go with last time? I guess we revert back to David, Jake, and then Jared.
2: No? It's a very confident no.
3: I'm very strategically going to go with no, because that makes all of our answers except the first one the same. And I know for a fact I'm right on the first one. (laughs)
4: Okay.
1: (laughs) I, I have to say no as well, too, because I just I don't feel the cadence. It doesn't feel. Yeah, I just I don't like it. It doesn't sit well with me.
0: OK, so.
3: And should I say who the first one was, Eric? Because I know. OK, that would give you bonus points. That, that was David fucking Bowie. Ding, ding, ding. He played a left hander with the spiders from Mars. Come on, guys yeah that's no you're 70s glam rock god
0: that's david bowie ziggy stardust so Jake. jake <laughs> commanding two score lead so the next one uh fine i thought i was gonna throw you guys with this next one i thought with the the product placement gucci and you saint laurent i thought i would get you guys to be like no that's a rap song or something this is indeed aerosmith this is combination from the album rock so you guys all got that
1: and i gotta keep my job
0: <laughs> yeah. Get <that> on it. <laughs> oh my god all right the next one the whispers that turn into a fight you guys all said no nicely done that was another ai generated list uh, lyrics this was uh with the term fist fight uh the genre rock and the emotion neutral so you guys all got that correct It was a neutral fist fight.
2: (laughs) That's right,
3: yeah. (laughs) There there was violence, but no one was passionate about it. Exactly.
0: I feel very (laughs) apathetic about this. I'm only going to deliver at half speed. Okay. And so the last one, you've got a husband now, fingers in the wedding cake and all that. I can't stand to see you this way. You all said no. You are correct. That was Elvis Costello, Allison. So you guys did... Gangbusters! So everyone did phenomenal, but Jake, by virtue of that first one, you proudly he says, questioningly, because <laughs> now you've you've won, Smith. I know. Look, I won, not because.
2: And now the AI is taking out Jake.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like we don't want it, and <laughs> that, he's gonna perfect. say. He's going to say negative Aerosmith <laughs> propaganda. <laughs>
1: so. Right. Big Brother was listening. They knew what was
3: happening. I was like,
1: You're not back yet. Nope. Skynet took over the call, as I always
3: say.
2: <laughs> oh, there, there he, he goes. Is. Now he's back.
3: The internet can't handle me
0: winning. <laughs> I don't know what to do with that. well it's happened so rarely jake exactly <laughs> <laughs>
2: well
0: you guys all performed incredibly well with that i mean that was literally the difference that uh and jake with the the bonus points that's yeah. a, a decisive victory so well done one and all so you guys thank you so much once again for being here for everyone that wants to hear much more of you where can they find you
3: uh, they can find us at Life Is Unfair, so our Malcolm the Middle podcast, which we're uh, just going into season six of, and which Eric frequently guests
4: on.
2: Yes, and you can also head on over to Twitch.tv/slash LP ray, where we're live every night, but Friday and Saturday night, seven thirty p.m. Mountain Standard Time, and then also catch us on eleven five through eleven six. We're doing a twenty four hour live stream charity event to benefit the Children's Miracle Network of Hospitals uh which is going to be an awesome time, ton of fun and for a great cause.
0: Yeah, if you guys have that link, please uh if you have it, send it to me. I will definitely put it in the show notes and I will be talking to Mark about, you know, uh Yeah.
2: I got to I got to set up the uh donation thing uh this weekend actually. And so I will have the uh link sometime this weekend and I'll send it to you.
0: Okay. Thank you
1: para gaming productions feathers and friends everywhere that you know me from you'll find me you'll find me eventually there
0: <laughs> but what about it.
2: this weird podcast i've heard of called file under entertainment i don't know if i want to
0: mention who, that one yeah who listens to that i mean
2: oh, really. some idiot named david
0: you're pretty cringy. I don't. know
1: <laughs> dude? I don't know. I just, you know, he something
3: off about him. It's like he's a yeah. serious Yeah, the co-host is great, but marriage. Yeah, I know that Jared
1: guy is really awesome. I love him to death. You know? He's a good dude, but yeah, uh, Eric, Productions, Fathers and
0: Friends. I love you all. Fuck you all.
4: <laughs> and I'm on perfect. that note, let's slam it shut.